everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of the Band of Bravos. I am your host and GM for this session. I'm Jason Bullman. I'm the uh, director of game design at Paizo and uh, the GM of this motley band of fools. But before we get started today, I'm going to toss it around the horn, as always, and let them introduce themselves and their characters. James, you're up first. Hey, uh Oh, well, hello there. I'm James <laughs> Jacobs. I'm playing uh, Shenson, the ghost-sounding bard, and uh, this is going to be a faux spooky one because it's Friday the 13th, and I've got something Ooh. special to show off later. It is Friday the 13th. Why don't you let Jason go first then, Jason? Well, you know, we have an order it's, around here. But it's your day. That is fair. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Marissa Maria. I'm Paizo's web content manager, and I play Ilana Thistlefoot, your halfling druid. Hi, folks. I'm Jason Keeley, Starfinder developer. I'm playing Rock Thunderbird, Tengu Swashbuckler. And on Friday the 13th, we Jasons like to show up and sneak in where we're least expected. That's right. Quietly yeah. stalking. I'm Peyton Smith. I'm the social media producer here at Paizo. I'm currently playing Lorne Bond, who is currently fe fearing the day of the Jasons. And day also, of the Jasons. It's yeah. like Day of the Triffid, but but with it's more It's a scary masks. day. It's a scary, <laughs> terrible, terrible day. And thank you all for coming back to the Band of Bravos. If you are new here, uh, who like to watch us live on Twitch every Friday at 2 p.m. PST over on the official Paizo Twitch channel, uh, we like to do a system here. Basically, we like to have it to where chat can help us out with hero points. You will notice some of the coins that are on top of our head. And with those, we are allowed to use them in Pathfinder 2nd Edition to re-roll failed the 20 roll. Say, for example, if I rolled a 2 and I want to get a better result, I can re-roll it and get a 1. Now, on what you guys in chat can do to help us out is that you can use channel points uh, to give us additional ones. And if you really don't like us at all and you feel like, man, you're getting a lot of hero points here, we're giving you stuff, this game's going to be easy because you're just giving them a bunch of points. The balancing factor is that our game master gets something called Valen points. It's not like an official role, and it's just something we did for the stream just to kind of balance this little, you know, interactive mechanic out. And uh, Mr. Bowman can, uh, you can, you can always gift him some with the channel points on the Twitch page to have him destroy us in any means possible, but he likes to use them with great effect and great anger from all of us. Now, for those of you who are confused on how they do it, basically channel points, the channel points are below the Twitch chat, basically the bottom left of it. You click that and you accumulate those points by watching Paizo streams. So the longer you watch Paizo streams, the more points you get, and the more points you get, the more points you can do to help influence the game itself and now i'm going to adjust them because it looks like they were full but we're actually not uh mr jacobs you currently have two mr keely hey. you currently have two i have two marissa currently has three and mr bowman is full on villain points i'm gonna have so to do some villainous stuff <laughs> you have to try bowman you have to try <clears throat> but shouldn't what be too hard what villainous activities do you have for us today? Well, I feared we'd all just kick back, watch a copyrighted movie, and see how many strikes we get. Wait, no, no, let's not do that. No, that's music. Let's, that's music. Let's right play now. Pathfinder instead. Um, <laughs> all right. When we last left our intrepid band of adventurers, four brave heroes left the surface world behind to travel deep 
beneath the surface of Galarian, down to a place known as the Evervault. They were sent there on a quest by the good Goblin King Brightcrown to establish diplomatic relations with a group of orcs that had taken over a mine that the PCs themselves had cleared out just recently. Uh, in this process, they had removed a strange relic from deep within the mines, buried it uh, up on the surface uh, to remove its taint from those mines, and thereby opened up the mines for exploration. Before that point, undead kept animating in the mines and causing all sorts of chaos. Well, the moment they became open, the orcs moved in and took over. Uh, the king, not wanting to provoke an all-out war with the goblin or with the orcs, uh, decided to send you down to uh, negotiate with them. To that end, uh, the band of bravos traveled deep, deep beneath the surface of Galarian, down to Kobold Town, there to meet with the emissary of the orcs in hopes of brokering a peace and possible trade negotiations. Um, Everything seemed to be going well. You arrived, you know, there were challenges when you got there. You know, the town itself wasn't open. It was in the middle of celebrating some uh, uh, final egg festival and you had to sneak in as gladiators. And there's been a lot of trials and travails uh, to get to this point. But eventually you did secure a meeting with Gargetha Clearsight, the ambassador of the orcs. And she told you a, a tale of the orcs in this cave, a, a parable that explained that the orcs in their long years in this place had suffered much after making deals with the other, the other peoples of the cave that turned out to not benefit the orc people. And that if you wanted the orcs to trust you, it would be best if you were to give a sign of good faith, show them that you could be trusted, that your, your people would hold to their word. To that end, she suggested that you solve a different problem that the orcs were having. The orcs, you see, are located on the shores of the Hungry Lake on the north side. And from there, they would like to be able to fish. The Hungry Lake is one of the few sources of animals uh, that are free roaming in this cave and can be easily caught. But the orcs are incapable of fishing for them, and they are incapable for two reasons. The first being they have no boats. Their uh, previous boats were very old, sprung leaks, and they haven't been able to replace them. Uh, you solve this by going down to the Boggards, discovering their kind of dark secret, and finding a workaround solution. Uh, that you escorted a kobold back to uh, Kobold Town, a kobold that was bent on revenge against the Boggards. But this kobold was an alchemist who knew the secret of making mushwood and therefore making boats, which then could be sold to the orcs. The other problem was that cloakers... Uh, from the northern reach of the cave, have been preying upon the orcs, swooping down from on high and feasting upon the orcs when they make their way out on the water. This, of course, provides them quite the incentive not to go fishing. However, these cloakers do not seem to feast upon the drought, and there's no obvious reason as to why. However, you have since discovered that reason. Venturing into the drought territory, you made your way through the maze, treating with some odd warped deep gnome named Muck, you then snuck around uh, the, 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 the drow cave, making your way past the Weeping Citadel, a towering fortress uh, dedicated to the oozing eye, the, the drow demon that they worship, that this cult worships. Uh, and after sneaking around that, you managed to ambush some drow priests, get their key, and make your way into the cloaker caves. You had learned from the matron's daughter uh, that the drow had something over on the cloakers. You weren't entirely sure what. 
however, when you ventured up into these caves, you quickly came to realize that the drow were feeding a nightmarishly large pit of bubbling, oozing flesh and eyes and mouths in the heart of the cloaker caves. It was this horrific thing that was feasting upon the cloakers, or at least was a threat to feast upon the cloakers. And by the drow feeding it, the cloakers were kept at bay. So the cloakers clearly have no choice but to play nice with the drow. Otherwise, the drow stop feeding the nightmarish flesh monster. The nightmarish flesh monster eats all the cloakers. And that is roughly where we left off because you encountered this thing and then backed off. Um, it ate a cloaker and started to try and eat you, but you fled, preventing it from coming after you. And that is where we left. So we'll pick up right there. I'm going to go ahead and uh, move us to the map that you were on. And I believe we, uh, we retreated uh, to go off in rest. And as we were resting, we decided, you know, get our stuff together, get everything nice and prepared, and then see how we can deal with this thing. Indeed. <clears throat> we should, like, camp out in a five-foot-wide tunnel uh, so that any wandering creatures that come by can't help but step on us so that we'll know <laughs> if they attack us. They, they won't, like, Leap and shift so we can keep an eye on each other. Yeah. Indeed. So you, you back away from this cave, uh, making your way away from its kind of babbling madness and its fleshy tendrils that come up to the earth and stone. It does not give chase. It seems to be, you hope, rooted in that spot, or maybe at least while it's fed, it's rooted in that spot. You're not sure. But it certainly seemed very aggressive when you got near to this kind of nexus of the cloaker caves. It's clearly that clear that most of the cloaker caves connect to this cave so having a nightmarish monster in the middle of it is is quite a danger to the cloakers um and we're also what was that and uh, we're Jason, also pretty sure oh. that the drow made it they had other creatures similar to this um in their domain you saw them making things out of warped flesh so it had some sort of weird like gurgle babble gibbering aura thing that affected us. Can I make a, a cultism check to know if if we are sort of like, I guess, on a countdown timer for how long we are temporarily immune to its effects, if it, if at all? Uh, sure. Give me a cult check. That's a 19. Eh. Average. Um, well, you have encountered one of these things before. Um, you doubt that you are immune for very long. Um, it is kind of a random cacophony, and undoubtedly by the time you return, you will no okay. longer be immune. Um, right. So that is, of course, a danger. Um, you are, however, relatively sure that this thing is, in fact, uh, a gibbering mouther, uh, a kind of nightmarish amalgam of ruined and mutated flesh, given cruel, maddening sentience, uh, with only kind of the purest desire to eat and eat and eat. However, this thing appears to be relatively well-fed considering its size. So you you suspect that the drow have been keeping it docile just by feeding it a lot. The sound it, it makes... Kobolds, right? Because <laughs> we let that kobold free. Yes, it, the, the drow down at the base were like dipping kobolds into this vat and stripping the flesh from them, putting it in buckets and preparing to bring it up here. 
So, so we interrupted their soup kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Is the sound it makes an actual sound or is it like a mental sound? Because I'm imagining sticking something in our ears right now. It is it is auditory. You can clearly hear it. It's like <laughs> And that's what's causing us to to go temporarily confused. It is it is um a lot of gibbering as it were. James, can you counteract that? Uh, yeah, I, I tried last time, but you, I just tried, right? Awful. We just, yeah, that's what I thought. That's right now. Cool. Well, I absolutely hate that thing. And it mm-hmm. certainly does not belong. The cloakers belong down here. This is their habitat, but that thing does not belong here. So, we're, uh, gonna take it out, right? Oh, terrifying. We'll have to be careful. But I don't see the need to harm the cloakers when it's that thing that's causing the problem. Yeah, as you're long not... as they stay away from us. Yeah, I mean, the cloakers did attack you in this area. Um, you know, that that was one of the first things you encountered when you passed through the drow doors was a pair of cloakers that swooped out of the darkness to attack you. And yeah, even as also... you made it up into this cave, a cloaker charged you. But it was eaten by the thing. But all animals behave like that when they're scared and cornered. Um... Yeah, I mean, they, they, they seem to have a, a malignant intelligence. So they, they, they didn't just attack like beasts. They kind of charged you and used tactics, so. That is true. Well, it could be that the drow are using this thing against them. And then once we take away the gibbering monster, then they won't have anything to bargain with the cloakers with or n- threaten the cloakers with. Possibly. I'm all for taking it out. We push this rock down on it, maybe <laughs> conk it on the head. And... I sit there looking at everyone, going fireball, fireball. Take out my <laughs> book good. and point yeah, to the yeah, page that says idea. fireball with my crayon drawing of a fireball, <laughs> like fireball. <laughs> I got yes. two fireball. That's right, Lauren. Fireball, fireball. 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 Let's do it. So fireball. All right. Let's yep. everyone just sort of yeah get our minds fresh and and full of fireballs and. Uh, to get, go at it in the morning. All right. Well, without too much trouble, you're able to kind of find a cave nearby uh, and uh, kind of hole up and uh, get some rest. Um, I believe we actually discussed this at the end of the previous session uh, where the, the party had found a not great place, but a, a suitable place to kind of hold up and rest. However, you uh, in this part of the caves, the cloakers do not bother you because they, it, it's clear that they are very careful in this part of the caves because, well, there's a monster that eats them. So um, you're able to get some rest. I mean, it's uneasy because you're far off in the distance every once in a while. You can kind of hear... <laughs> well, that's but, not uncomfortable uh, at all. But, you know, that's only echoing and in the far distance and in the quiet, dark hours of the night. Um, but you can get some rest. Everybody's restored back to full hit points. You get your spells back. Yay! I now feel like a 48 out of 48 again. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so, so we're fireballing, right? Well, uh, yes, yes. No, we're fireballing. That's, that, that, that's at least our opening tactic. Okay, cool. So I'm well, gonna... I'm leaving you on this map so you can arrange how you plan to enter the room. But uh, <laughs> none of you should probably be further forward than where Lorne is right now. 
uh, Jason, also, just to sort of ask you a question, a, uh, a, a potion bottle, let's say, uh, how far could one throw that? Does it, like, have a range increment the same as a grenade type? Uh, it generally it, has the same oh. range increment as a bomb. Okay, yeah. Um, so, I believe that's... I've got... I've got this uh, sleep fog potion yeah. uh, that we've been saving up. I might try to use that as a bomb. All right. Okay. Rock, you might want to bring up a light, or somebody else might want to. Uh, a light. Indeed, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll have a light on me. All right, uh, we can, we can, we can certainly put a uh, light aura on you. And I'll be first in the room. All right, so I'm going to take your spot. Yeah, I'm going to move your token real quick. You're going to go there. I'll go here or however you want to go. And I'll be back here so I can just lean around the corner and go foosh. And be safe. Utterly, yes, I'm sure you will be very safe. Utterly <laughs> safe. There's, there's not going to be any any problems like... Uh, uh, kind of, yeah, no problem. Just no, no, no. Just no. No, no you didn't see nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. You're not going to use. Just, no, I ruler you. Like you can't ruler me. <laughs> That's how this game works, right? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> That's a, it's a weird mystery. I'm going to be as safe as possible with no jibbery-jabberies. Yes. I yes. never no, go forward no. to victory unless you want me to do the first fireball and not kill you all. Well, the way this works is the party begins uh, marching right back up here. You've gotten yourselves ready. Um, I will allow you all to uh, decide what your approach tactic is, if you want to have weapons drawn or, or what your what your deal is. Uh, for me, it's it's buckler up. Uh, with torch in that hand and uh, potion, vi uh, you know, sleep fog vial in the other. All right. Staff Benson? in one hand. Go ahead. It's staff in one hand and preload my crossbow in the other. Okay. I'm sneaky mode, getting ready to throw loud noises down onto it. Okay. I'm kind of liking like a sniper position kind of deal. I got like the skull of Grisfeld's mouth like open. And stuff like it's like the like the end of the barrel. I got the staff kind of like pointed up, and I'm like aiming it at the monster. And it's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna shoot a fireball out of you. He's we like, all turn around not... and you're in a ghillie suit. Yep, yeah. I'm gonna get them all. I'm just in covered. I have like mud streaks on my cheeks. Got, like, Where'd you get that like, from? And I don't worry about it. And just and get ready. Grisfell appears kind of behind the group at the very end, and he's like. You really think aiming with the staff is going to make it make it shoot better? <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they mean, teach you it. at uh, they teach you that at at wizard school that you you did. I cast fireball in Grisfeld. <laughs> <laughs> this is just one of those things you read about, right? <laughs> <laughs> just like Grisfeld. If Grisfeld is the staff. When you cast fireball at Grisfeld, does it just like create a fireball at the head of the staff and just kind of implodes on itself? <laughs> He's just, like, I wouldn't <laughs> do that. <laughs> I'll take you all with me. 
If you want to join me, that's fine. I'm just telling you, it's not as all it's cracked up to be. No. Oh, I, I know. Well, that's why we're no. trying to get out of here. But your incessant nagging of my preferred methods to be accurate and be tactical is not helping me. Yeah, right. Well, good good luck. You're going to need it. Thanks, Gritsville. All right. So uh, the group comes marching up to this location and... Uh, as you arrive there, um, you are all immediately uh, overcome by the sound of the gibbering. Uh, this happens the moment you draw within range uh, because it is constant. Um, I'm going to need everyone to make me a will save. I'm going to try counter performance again. Very good. Hopefully this time I'll roll good. Yeah, that's a 29. It's all right. No one needs to make a save. You're all immune. Okay. Yay. <laughs> well, you know, I do what I can. Uh, that's so, that hard. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, as folks draw into this chamber, can I get everybody to roll me some initiative, please? I mean, I can try. I'm probably going to fail at it. And whoop, All right. got a 20. Oh, boy. That's exciting. How, why did you make... Oh. Oh. Uh -oh. I see. The what? thingy's possibly going to go first. Can we I spend, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> can we spend all of your villain points for us to go first? Because it's villainous you know, to I that thing. You know, I could do that. But I'm not mm -hmm. going to. To Why teach not? you a valuable lesson. Like rolling bad? <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah. Bio. Rolling bad is a valuable lesson. <laughs> it's like, hey, guess what? You let random chance decide your fate. Get punished. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the nightmarish pile of bubbling flesh is going to go first. And it is going to uh, spend two of its actions to begin uh, kind of, uh, it, it, it burbles and chants. And uh, as it does so, the ground underneath it and around it uh, suddenly begins to soften and turn to goo. Um, and we're going to go ahead and let's just see. What are you doing? All right. There we are. The area around it is being uh, filled with muck and goo. It has started to affect the area near you, but not so much so that it uh, is a problem just yet. Um, that is two of its actions. With its third action, as Rort comes around the corner, it spits a gob of kind of nightmarish acidic spittle at you. Here it comes. I think an armor class of 19 is going to miss you, though, Rourke. Oh, that's right. I... Matrix out of the way. Yes. All right. You dodge just as this gob of spittle slams into the stone next to you, bubbling and sizzling, uh, um, scorching the rock wall next to you. That is the end of its turn. Alana, you are up next. All right. I believe I'm going to measure one more time just in case. All right, and I am not going to let it get any closer to. Oh, can I shoot a hydraulic push through Shenson and Rourke, or do I got to step forward? 
Uh, no, you can you can fire spells through your friends. Marvelous. I'm going to give it a hydraulic bush to make sure it stays back where it is. I don't want it coming any closer. So your blast of water uh, streaks out and hits uh, the thing. Um, that uh, blast of water uh, appears to uh, kind of blow apart the gobs of flesh. Looks like it does uh, uh, some pretty good damage. However, it does not move at all. Um, it is pretty rooted down there in that pit, and uh, blasting it with water just causes it to, like... It's kind of almost like... Understand that it's more like a pool of flesh that oh. is just down there undulating. Oh, no. Um, Don't like one bit. Okay. With all these tiny little tendrils and oh. mouths and eyes burbling up out of it. So it's more like a cauldron of flesh. than that, a Like creature. what happened... Like what happens when you microwave a, a three-pound bowl of chewed bubblegum. Yeah. Oh, oh, this that's is giving like the druid the shivers. No, no, no. That's it's not like right. It's like rancid chili. That's not normal. <laughs> that has gained foul malevolent sentience. <laughs> so, Alana, that uh, was two of your actions. What's uh, your third action? Should I move 5, 10, 15, 20, 20? That looks like that's going to put me within reach. I'm fairly sure right there it's going to put me within reach, isn't it? You don't know? Maybe? Heck. Oh, heck. Nope. nope. I'm staying where I am. one way to find out. Okay, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. All right. All right. She's dead, boys. Yep, she explodes. Who, 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 oh, who, uh, who else do you want to play, Marissa? <laughs> I can spend a, a villain point to make player characters just explode, right? Yeah, yeah. You can. I think you have to use all three. Oh, all right. Well, I have three, so. I always wanted to be a rogue. It's been a while since I've been murdery. <laughs> Rourke, it is your turn. Okay, I'm just going to also take a step forward to stand next to Alana, and I'm going to toss this sleep fog vial at it and hope it breaks and open and forms a sleepy vial, sleepy cloud on it. All right. You move to there and fling a vial. Uh, do you have a uh, ranged attack roll for that? I do. Mm, it's not great. Uh, it's basically a 13 with the minus probably minus two from the range increment yeah uh yeah you rolled a two there so uh yeah. that is a pretty the... terrible roll i'm gonna yeah. spend a hero point on that actually hey. why not let's, hero up. Let's, let's try this it's not gonna do anything because it's gonna make its fortitude save probably but uh 27 that's much better no that's that's significantly better that's going to hit 25. as opposed to miss yeah. um <laughs> So uh, you go flinging this uh, vial of the sleep fog. Now, this is the, the kind of poisonous gas that the drow uh, used to kidnap uh, other drow. Yes. This was uh, the, the bottle that was labeled yeast yes. um, way back in the bakery. Yeah, yeah. Back, back from Cobalt Town. Um, so <laughs> you go flinging this thing into the pit, and it shatters, releasing kind of a cloud of gas over there. I'm going to go ahead and roll a fortitude save for this thing. Seems pretty good. And this is going good. to get a 32. Um, yeah, I, I think the DC was like 18. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was around 18 or 20. Yeah. Uh, so that is going to critically succeed. So uh, the gas has no effect. All right, uh, fair enough. I'm gonna draw a, 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 a from my from my cloak a, bo a, a bottle of bottled lightning. 
All right. Uh, so you draw that, and I believe that's going to be the end of your turn. You moved, you threw something, you drew something. That's right. All right. Uh, that is the end of Rourke's turn. Shenzhen. Okay, so I've got a soundburst coming its direction. It's got a 30-foot range. So that goes to there, but then it's got a 10-foot burst, so I assume that it can still hit it if I drop it 30 feet away? Uh, yes. All right. Honk! There it is. It's a fortitude save. Seeing how I've rolled a 32, I'm sure that it's used up its good fortitude saves already. So um, you unleash this kind of blast of noise at it, and it has no effect whatsoever. Yay! I write that down. And <laughs> then I cast uh, Inspire Courage to give everybody some bard bonus. All right. Um, yeah, you're not sure what happened, but the, the blast of sound washes over it, and it does not respond at all. Oh, I hate critics. <laughs> Indeed. Lorne, we are back to you. Fireball. I am shocked. <laughs> Fireball. I'm basically, I'm firing it, like, past everyone. It's in the blast radius kind of deal. It oh, yeah. can go anywhere in the room, basically. Yeah, no, you, you can pretty much, you can actually drop it right on it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, everybody's out of range. Uh, so uh, you go, a, a tiny pea of flame leaves the skull, goes streaking across the chamber, slams directly into this thing, and blossoms into a blast of flame. Let's go ahead and roll my reflex save. Of course, you naturally ah. crit. <laughs> with a twenty, <laughs> so that was a that was a nat twenty. Uh, yeah, so sure looks like it. Yeah, uh, that that's uh, that's it's not going to take any damage. Uh, we're off to a good success. start. So. This thing's immune to area effects, as far as I can tell. <laughs> so that that's that that. Well, happened. I guess I just cast shield then. Uh, you do that, and Grisfeld is like, told you the staff didn't help. Shut up, Grisfeld. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, this thing has a reflex season, really, like a reflex save of not moving. <laughs> it just I don't know. Did you aim right? I mean, you're sure no, you didn't no, aim too just, high? Or? Nope. Nope, it hit it. It just somehow has the acrobatic reflex ability to dodge fire at a 20-foot radius right on top like, of it. Grisfeld's like, which is more likely, that the pool of flesh dodged a encompassing ball of flame or that you aimed poorly? I grab the piece of paper that magically shows the roll 20 thing. You see this thing <laughs> called a reflex save? This thing gritted it. How it's does it do that? Sure, sure, sure. Um, all right, so uh, it goes. Uh, the very first thing it's going to do is... Uh, it is going to spend two of its actions and continue the ever-growing aura of uh, mush around it. Um, that is growing larger and larger. Um, the area, the, the, the ground underneath it is turning into soft mud. Um, and uh, as it does so, uh, it's going to spend its final action to spit at uh, Alana because Alana hit it last. Uh oh. Nice meeting you, Rana. Armor class 19. Does not hit. 
Wow. I'm too I'm, short. It went right over my head. I rolled very poorly. So uh, I'm going to spend a villain point. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Excuse me? Yeah, I rolled very poorly. That was a three. So uh, no, I'm going to go ahead and a four spend to a hit you, point. So it's, you know. All right. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's Here fine. we go. It's fine. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, well, you roll natural one. How's it feel, nerd? <laughs> well, that that went great. <laughs> Today's my day. Suck. I'm supposed to do well. <laughs> well, you're not the only one with poor aim. The curse. The curse. The curse. Son of a All right, fine. Uh, Alana, you go next. <laughs> Well, that wasn't very nice at all. I, well, I can't push it back, and it's doing something to the ground. I'm Ooh. glad we had an entire round of combat where nothing happened. Yeah, no, that was that was, that was a whole <laughs> lot. Alana, of Alana did we, some we damage. Uh, a little Alana's bit. Alana's about to do some more damage. Yeah. With the flaming but. spear directly on top of it. Oh, right. I wouldn't do uh, that. So it, it's dynamite reflex saves. Right. You were there. conjuring up a flaming spear. Yes. If you crit it again, I'm going to scream at you. Just be very upset it. at you, Mr. Bowman. Please don't be to 21. Let me go ahead and make a reflex save here. Please don't be to 21. Why do I say things? I mean... It's immune to fire, Lauren. That's the only answer. <laughs> so the ball of fire is moving across it, it's... and it's kind of bouncing it around like a beach ball at a rock concert. <laughs> Well, that's just rude. Oh, he likes it. <laughs> but it it doesn't appear to be hurting it. Uh, so uh, for the moment, that's where that's going to be. Alana, you do still have one action remaining. Oh, I'm going to sidle over just a little bit more, just so we can slowly start circling around it. All right. And uh, 15 here. Ooh, maybe here. Wait, wait. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. Nope, that's as far as I can go. All right. Rourke, we are over to you. Uh, I'm running out of things to chuck at it. I don't want to get any closer. I'm just going to chuck this bottled electricity. All right. Uh, add it and hope for the best. Hey. There you go. Hey. Critical. Critical. That, kind of looks pretty, that looks pretty close to the best. Yeah. That's oh, 36 uh, with bard bonus. No, I bard um, bonus in there. Oh, oh real good. Yeah, same with the damage. So that is uh, certainly going to hit, um, which means it is going to be flat-footed until your next turn. Um, so uh, the critical damage in there is, uh, let's see, that's 10, so it's doubled to 20. That's right, that's right. Ah. And it's flat-footed until the start of my next turn and all that good stuff. So uh, then, you go lobbing yeah. this bottle into the middle of it, and it shatters, and you can see electricity dance across this thing, and its its tendrils and pseudopods suddenly kind of freak out um, as the as the electricity jolts all of its flesh like a shock to its incredibly chaotic nervous system. Uh, you do still have uh, the rest of your turn. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't like that. I'm gonna draw my sword and raise my buckler. All right. Uh, you have drawn your sword and raised your buckler. Shenzhen. 
All right, uh, on with the Inspire Courage Lingering Composition Double Whammy. Uh, my perform check to pull that off is a 30. So, uh, that is certainly going to be a, uh, I think that's a critical success, yes. Oh boy, critical success. That gives us four rounds of barb music. And then I am second action getting out my longbow and unwrapping that uh, obnoxious plastic that you get when you buy something fresh from the store, and then I'm going to shoot it. Actually, I didn't buy this. I took it from uh, Dryder. Anyway. <laughs> Pew! Sure. That's a 29. A 29 is a solid hit. That is with a, uh arrow, so that's piercing damage. All right. Um, yeah, it's going to take uh, five points of damage from that. Hooray. Arrows work. Shoot arrows, Lorne. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Speaking of which, it is now Lorne's turn. Lorne, is that another fireball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's another fireball. What else you think? So I should roll another reflex save, is what yeah, you think? Yeah, credit, so I can just waste my time. So uh, you, you're beginning the incantation again, and mm -hmm, uh, Grisfeld's mm -hmm. like, okay, here we go again. <laughs> mm hmm, mm hmm. See that 20. Let's see that 20 you're going to roll. Oh, look, it's a 31. Well, it's not a 20. I am going to yeah. take half damage. Yeah, you'll um, take half damage. It'll kind of work, but the damage was garbage, so you took like eight. Yeah, the blast of flame washes over the thing, and, and although it is smoking from the flames, uh, it, it does not look incredibly hurt by that blast. Um, the, the As the smoke clears, you can see still see it down there undulating in the gloom. You have one action. Just little blub blubs and uh, cash shield again, and I wait. All right, very good. Uh, all right, this nightmarish thing goes. Uh, it is going to continue uh, to uh, focus here. Uh, it's going to spend two more actions to extend the radius of the molten, muddy ground. That now encompasses Alana and Rourke. Everything around you is now considered difficult terrain. Um, oh, great. And... Uh, now that you're in that, it's going to take its last action to strike out at Rourke with a pseudopod. Um, this comes oozing up out of the ground like its flesh is now infesting the ground underneath you, and it is going to attempt to... Like, this tendril comes writhing up out and suddenly forms teeth and a mouth, and it attempts to bite you. Ooh, Armor wow. class of 33. Thank goodness I raised my buckler. So that's <laughs> not a critical. <laughs> Very close. Take 20 points of damage from the bite. Ouch! And it causes you to bleed. We're going to go ahead and give you Oh, broken heart. Poor, poor broken All right, you, you've, you've got a red too. That'll that'll work. Okay. <laughs> um, the bleed is actually a d6. Change it to that. All right. Uh, that's what we got. Uh, that is the end of its turn. Ilana. All right. I don't want to use a spell, but I'm going to use a spell. I'm going to cast Reach first. So I can lengthen the spell and fungal infestation. So to be clear, you're not going to be concentrating on the uh, flaming sphere? 
Well, obviously it wants to make friends with the flaming sphere, so no, I'm All not. Right. I'm um, going to try a different tactic. All right. Um, so you unleash a, a blast of, of noxious spores that go washing over this thing. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and make a fortitude save for it. This thing is skin and... Aw. Why? So, That's, okay. uh, That's a 30 uh, for audio a, people. Rolling a 30, the, the spores wash over it, but it doesn't appear. None of it appears to take root. Or rather, it almost looks like as the fungus takes root, like little mouths open up to eat the fungus and it just absorbs it. Okay. And then it, that was just a regular success, not a critical success, right? Correct. You take half persistent poison damage. Okay. So, so it's going to take a little. It's going to, it's got what, a D6? D6. Go ahead. That's something. A, uh, a little uh, a symbol here. Let's go with uh, let's go with this one. It's got a, uh, a D six. All right, radiation. <laughs> All right, so it has uh, it has that fungal infection. All right, uh, and that was the end of Alana's turn because that's all three of your actions. Rourke, we are over to you. Ah, okay. I just got to get up next to it. Um, these steps down too. Are they going to be make things harder to go forward? Uh, they're easier to get down terrain. than they are to get up. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to head into it, so that's uh, 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet. That'll get me one move. Oh. Um, so this thing yeah. takes up the entire bottom of this pit. So one square closer and you are adjacent to it. Oh, okay. 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 It's just a round token, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to step up and I'm going to strike at it from here. You are right action. next to the bubbling, oozing pit of flesh. Take this. Yeah. 32. Armor class of 32 is a hit. Let's see that. It was flat footed until the start of your next turn, right? That's correct. All right. So it's no longer flat footed. All right. Yeah. Um, so that is just a hit. Uh, that is going to do eight points of piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that's going to be the end of your turn. Yep. Remember me! <laughs> Shenson, we are back to All you. Right. All right, my bard song ticks down around, and I start pew, pew, pewing arrows down onto it. All right. So there's the first one. That's just a 17. 17 yeah. is not going to do it. Despite the fact that it is just a giant pool of flesh, it still uh, is uh, is avoiding some attacks. All right. Well, I'll take a second shot. That uh, seems pretty good. That is a critical hit. Uh, the first one, uh, the flesh kind of dodges away and your arrow hits rock underneath. But the second one lands right in one of its squelching wet eyes, bursting uh, and letting forth a, forth a stream of putrescence uh, that is going to do 27 points of damage. Yeah. Uh, the thing squeals and kind of reels in pain. Um, arrows arrows work good. I'm going to try a third one. All right. Eh. Nah. Some arrows work better than others. Yeah. <laughs> that one comes flying at it, and one of the tendrils just grabs it out of the air and tosses it away. Ooh. Very cagey. Lorne. 
Just to jump in here, real, I uh, I took my bleed damage and then rolled a nat twenty to stop the bleeding. Oh, that so, was you. All right. Yep. Yeah, that was oh, me. I see that. Okay. Very good. All right, I'm gonna do reach spell and then telekinetic projectile. I'm gonna double make sure I'm in range to make sure I'm not ooh, cheating ooh, ooh. or something. Use Sorry, the no. arrow I just critted it with. That right, I use a crit error for good luck, and uh, I got a twenty-four. Um, you go flinging an arrow at it, and uh, that does indeed hit for eleven points of damage. Points of damage. Ah, uh, yes, twelve. Yeah. Um, the arrow goes slamming into it, and more of its kind of pus and liquid flesh comes oozing out. But it is still up and fighting. That's my turn. Um, was that all of your actions, or did you I had not to do a reach spell to? Uh, the buff thing on it, so instead of 30, it's 60 for telekinetic right. so it could actually reach it from all the way back here. Alright, so that is going to be the end of your actions. Next up, it goes. Uh, the first thing it's going to do is swipe out at Rourke with its jaws. Here it comes. Oh! That's a very that. bad roll. It's a miss! <laughs> I am going to spend a villain point. And I'm no, going to don't roll. do this! That sounds mean. It is. It is a little mean. It's torture. It's it's what I do. It's what it's, I'm. It's not malevolent. It's, it's benevolent. That's right. <laughs> Here it comes. Good news, Jason, is you did that right in front of the uh, player character who's the most uh, ready to uh, make fun of your monster for <gasps> Oh, you're right. I almost forgot. Oh no. That TV. is terrible. <laughs> but did it, that's uh, a natural one. That is a critical yeah, failure. Oh yeah, that is. That is. That is a critical uh, failure. You it's will only be a 19. An opportune repost. Yeah, it's only a 19, so. A 19 is not, not going to hit. hit though. Okay, fair enough. You want a hero point that, Keely? No, I only have the one <laughs> and I'm right in his face. Oh so. uh, no, you, you have two one. currently. Someone did give you one. Oh, would so I get to make me a new one? Oh, well, why not then? Do it. Do it. Let's do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. 32. 32 for 12 piercing. Does that do it? Is that a crit? That's going to hit. <laughs> can, can you make it a crit so we feel like we have a win today? Nope. Because oh. it's one short. All right. I'm not I'm not dead yet. I, I haven't been critical yet. I feel like that's a win so far. So you slash out it with the short sword as it as it fumbles around trying to attack you, dealing another twelve points of damage. This thing looks pretty badly hurt now. Uh, it is going to uh, attempt a second bite at you because uh, you know why not? Armor class thirty. Okay, that's going to hit me for twenty-one points of damage. Yeah. After after slashing out at it, it, it just like a flurry of tendrils come your way, each of which sprout jaws and take tiny bites of you, uh, leaving you with dozens of small wounds. Um, and you get a d6 bleeding again. With its third action, uh, it is going to spit at Marissa. Don't like my odds, but here we go. Well, oh. I like my odds better when I roll a 19. That is an armor class 25. That hits... Uh, that is, it spits out at you, and that is going to hit you for 19 points of acid damage. Oof. All right. And as you are hit with its spittle that splashes all over you, burning you, I need you to make a fortitude save um, to see how it affects your vision as it does splash all over you. 
A 25 is a success. You are unaffected. All right. So, burns. Well, and it burns well, my feet. Well, I, I turned that, that round around. You did after turn that a around a little bit, yeah. start. That's well, okay. It's, it's, still got, it's still got the fungus. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget your fungus. Ah, yes. Allow me to take a D6 fungus damage. Here it is. Five. And let me roll a, uh, a check to see if it comes to an end. It does not. It is still being affected by the spores. All right. That is the end of its turn. Alana, you are up next. All right. I am going to produce some flame from back here. I don't think an 18 hits, does it? No. I'm going to use a hero point for a 26. A 26 is going to hit you. Throw flame down in the pit at it, scorching it for 11 points of damage. It will take that. And then I'm going to use my last action because I saw that it worked for Shenson, so I'm going to shoot it with my crossbow that I had prepared. Indeed. Did not work. Okay. 14 is nowhere near. Uh, the crossbow bolt goes wide, hitting hitting the wall on the opposite side of the I'm just going to say, Rourke, get back here. Rourke, it is your turn. Easier said than done. I can throw a heal down on you, a soothe on you, Rourke, if you want to stay up there and stab it some more. I'm, I'm going to stab it. All right. It needs a stabbing. We need to it finish does. this thing off before I bleed to death. It's got so many uh, eyeballs, and you've got a beak. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Mm, I've already put up the gross things. Uh, 26 for a 11. 26 is a solid hit for 11 points of damage. I'm going to do a second one. This is unprecedented. The flesh is starting to look like it is covered in bloody wounds. Um, and the pit is starting to almost look like a blood pit at this point. Ugh, have a 24. A 24 is going to hit as well. Another slice goes into the pit. More flesh, more bubbles of quivering flesh in there suddenly stop moving. This thing ah. is looking in very bad shape, but it is All still right. alive. I will raise my buckler and not stop the bleeding. So I'll take that bleeding. All right. Well, you're going to take a D6. You rolled that. I took the four that you rolled that went the attack. If you, oh, all right. That's fine. If you're okay. fine with that, you're fine. Yeah. I'll take the higher one. Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, all right. That is the end of Rourke's turn. Shenson. Rourke is just perfectly in range. I'm going to... Give him some soothing. You're all right, work. Keep stabbing it. You'll be fine because you just got a lovely amount of healing. 30 points. Very nice. Thank you. 30 <laughs> points of healing. Many of Rourke's wounds close. The Yay. bleeding ends as well. I'm sorry. The um, random dog that just got just gets cut off. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's like, here you go, Rourke. <laughs> uh... Sorry, and then with my, lat, <laughs> my uh, third action, I'm going to shoot it uh, once again with my bow. All right. Ew! I'm going to hero point that roll. That is a very bad roll. Because <laughs> I got hero points to roll. A two for a total of 25. 15. A 25, however, is going to hit. Another arrow goes streaking down into the pit. More blood and viscera erupt out of it. It is still somehow still moving, but it looks mostly dead the pit the pit looks like it's filled with clots of dead and dying flesh it's all you Lorne. Lorne. Catacadac projectile 
26. 16 damage. Uh, Green spell is like, I mean, you know, I I guess if you think that's going to do it. And uh, you pick up a chunk of stone, flinging it down into the pit. It slams into the body of flesh that is down at the bottom, which suddenly just erupts. It's like it pops. And the entire chamber is splattered with flesh and gore as this thing bursts like an overfed tick. Um, it just oh. shatters and blasts the entire room in gross flesh and acid. This is I if need... David Cronenberg directed the Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh. kind of. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I need everyone to make a reflex save except for Lauren. Oh, an 18. 30. For That's only a 22. All right. Well... Uh, Shenson and Rourke, you're going to take half damage. Oh no, what am I going to do? Grit your teeth. That's how you dodge those things. Milana, you're taking full. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Milana takes 32 points of damage. Shenson and Rourke take 16 each from the blast of acid and flesh that just comes erupting out of this thing. Um... Yeah. It it leaves you burnt and smoking and in incredible pain. I am going to lift my staff and slam it on the ground and do a three action heal for everybody in response. Yay. Should we get a little closer first? Probably. Ooh. I don't know if yes. you got the range. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, get between everybody. There we go. Hooray. 24. Uh, as and, the and- wave of positive energy washes over all of you and hits uh, uh, Grisfell, even even Gr- Grisfell's like, yeah, <laughs> gross. <laughs> um, but uh, you do manage to heal folks up a little bit, um, leaving you standing in the middle of this kind of ruined chamber. Now, <sighs> this place is a nightmarish mess. I don't know if the dog makes a good point or not, but I, I feel I like the reaction heal should have done more. Good or am I wrong? No, I think it. So, um, uh, yeah, up. you're kind of left standing here, staring at each other. Um, this thing appears to be dead. Um, there doesn't appear to be anything. I mean, the pit, the bottom of that pit, is filled with slime and goo and blood and. I'm gonna get close and I'm going gore. to inspect it. It's horrifying, but also kind of fascinating. So all around it are the bones of uh, cloakers. Um, All of these piles are just piles of cloaker bones. Um, You know, despite having skulls that look like humans. Uh, They're actually cloaker bones. Um, And uh, uh, the pit itself is, because it just burst, it's still kind of sloshing. Uh, up either side, um, but it, it's clearly just mostly like blood and viscera down in there. Whatever this thing was, it's it's no more. I don't have a flesh to stone spell. That would have been really useful. That would have made a mess. <laughs> um, and as it goes away, by the way, the ground around you slowly begins to solidify again. Um, this is only a little tricky when it solidifies around your boots and you have to kind of pull them loose, but it's not too tough. 
Uh, Jason, from your description, um, I'm pretty sure that my one prestidigitation probably wasn't enough, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially considering the front of you was just kind of blasted and the back of you is clean. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to, that can't stand. Must fix. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of prestidigitation to get all that off. Um, and it's not made helpful by the fact that the room itself is now just kind of dripping. <laughs> oh, every time I move, I prestidigitation step, prestidigitation step, prestidigitation step. <laughs> I am um, going to cross the room. Oh, it's a little dark over here. Rock or Lauren, would you mind moving this way? Just to see what is over here. Look at that giant diamond over there. There are some large crystals in this chamber, um, just kind of emerging from the floor and walls. Um, uh, give me a uh, perception check. Very disgusting in here. Uh, 23. 23, a 20, a 19. Oh, you're welcome, everybody. Sorry. And perceive. I got a 17. All right. Well, it's fitting because Alana is the closest. You notice that underneath the uh, nearby crystal right over here, there is what appears to be a body. Um, it looks like it might be a drow, actually, like one of the feeders or keepers uh, that got a little too close and got eaten. Um, uh, the body itself is horribly warped and distended. Its flesh warped and mutated and, frankly, rather rotten. It's been here for quite some time. Um, however... It is uh, uh, still, uh, you know, wearing a rather nice uh, belt uh, and has a, uh, a belt pouch uh, and a um, uh, rapier at its side. Those are all Boots. way too big for me. You want to want to... Shenson. Hi. I mean, it was rapier actually there. Yeah, do you want? Rock. I can't actually detect magic, but they look nice. I can do that. Well, yeah, you're getting a sense of magic aura about all three things. Um, or rather, you can suss that out relatively quickly. I'm not going to sit here and make you figure it out. Um, but uh, yeah, th these things obviously survived, um, whereas everything else about this drow's gear has been ruined by acid and rot. Um, whereas these things have actually survived. We assume Shenson, are you putting a sigil on something? <laughs> I'm putting a few on the ground around here just to mark my territory. Oh, I see. <laughs> the, um, I assume we're thinking the items are magical, my gemstone. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I quickly nah, come yeah. up and I, I have a feat basically called quick identification. Sure. So I basically just like, yeah, just had it here. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it. And I basically just it's quickly It's magical and it's shiny. It. Yeah, I can just quickly identify it in like 10 minutes or something, I think. Sure. I remember how it goes. So it's like, oh, yeah, in like 10 minutes, I know what, I know what this is. Or actually, if you're a master, yada, yada. Well, he's doing that 10 minutes. I am going to the closest person is Shenson. Do you need any healing? Uh, uh, I'm at 46, 50 thirds. So, ah. Rock, some assurance, 2d8, so he's identifying magical things. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, you're able to kind of heal up some folks. That's not, 
not too tricky. Because we still have to find the cloakers at some point and let them know that the gibbering mouther is no longer a problem I, for now. Nah, I we, think they'll no. figure it out. Yeah, yeah we, I think we just leave not, here. We're not talking to them. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not happening. I don't know if they're going to be friendly. I'd rather them know that we came in here, killed it, and then they'll respect that, and then they'll just leave us alone at that point. See, he agrees. So, um, you, you, as you're identifying these things, you quickly come to realize that the uh, rapier is a plus one striking rapier. Nice. Uh, the belt is a belt of health. It gives you some hit points after you, uh, like it increases your total number of hit points. Um, just a handful. Um, just, I can look it up. It depends on, on who you are, but here you go, Rourke. Yeah, Rourke, you use hit points more than the rest of us. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll take anything. Plus, birds wearing belts are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Let's see I'm some not going to Hashtag bird belt. Uh, and uh, uh, the uh, uh, belt pouch is actually a, uh, a bag of holding. Oh, is it filled what? with uh, like watermelons and, and like chocolates and, and like coffee candies and shampoo and, 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 and scented candles and books of ooh. ultimate power? It's, it's not filled with any of those things. Rods of wonder <laughs> and oh. What you do find in there, though, is a very... Uh, hefty number of uh, gold and silver coins um, and two mm -hmm. small vials um, which will require additional identification. Well, uh, if, well we're, yeah, if we're brave enough, we'll see if it's vodka or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's how I test potions is just drinking, but sometimes just take they're a sip. poison. Give it a smell, always, give it a sip. Always, we'll always a good idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I assume. Yeah. We, we, well, if we're not yeah. going to go treat with the cloakers, now I'm more concerned about us getting out of these caves. That we can't exactly go back the way we came from. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna. These are supposed to be near the waterfall, so I'm gonna go up to a cave entrance, give it a sniff, a little survival, see if I can smell fresh running water. All right. So you go uh, investigating these caves, and in fact. It seems like most of them probably lead out to the open air. You smell fresh air. You smell um, kind of that 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 smell of of falling water, kind of the water mist and vapor. Um, you're getting kind of cool, moist breezes from every single one of these tunnels. Um, however, this one right here is the strongest. All right, then is if everybody's ready to leave this cave, that is the way yes. we will go. So you begin making your way over to this cave and further down in the cave, you see a cloaker um, and it's kind of hanging about the ceiling and it's staring at you from, from that perch. Um, and it, it sees kind of the ruined chamber beyond you. And as it sees you approach, it kind of slithers off up some chimney to God only knows where. I give as it a wave. As it slithers off, I'm gonna call it's it's weird and creepy looking, so I'm gonna assume that it speaks Aqua. I'm gonna call out an Aqua and say, Hey, friend, please do not leave us. We would like to discuss things. And of course it's an Aqua, so it comes up. <laughs> um, you don't hear much of anything. Um, it, it kind of 
disappears from sight, but you do hear a, an echo kind of come down the chimney uh, that says, uh, in Aklo, that says, leave this place. It is ours. I but of course it comes out as, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's less fun to say than mech, 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 mech. Yeah, no, it is. It's not It's not quite as entertaining. Um, I will reply to it. We just killed uh, your filthy flesh puddle thing. Uh, your gibbering mouth or monster. So uh, we're helping. Uh, we'd like to talk to you about organizing some sort of new alliance because we're more friendly than drows. Um, you do not get a response. You you call okay, that bye. up there. And wait a bit, and and you don't get a response. Please don't attack the orcs. Okay, bye. <laughs> I wanted to be friends, but I guess not. So you make your way um, down this tunnel, and you travel um, probably about fifteen minutes or so, winding through this kind of this this cavern passageway, and you find. What appears to be like cloaker nests is the best thing you can describe them as. They're like chambers with tall, smooth uh, stalactites in them and kind of odd piles of droppings on the floor below mixed with bones of like what are probably orc. Um, but, you know, here and there you think you might stumble upon a drow bone. Um, and these, these kind of dot this area. You run into a, a couple of them as you make your way down this tunnel. Um, however, after about 15 minutes, you arrive on a ledge that looks out over the water. Ooh, how? Oh, we're very high up. Um, you can just barely make out the deep, deep uh, water down below um, and the uh, the kind of cliff face that you are on these ledges look just kind of like launching points for the cloakers to go soaring out over the lake um they're like the the wall is not entirely sheer and it is clear that there are i wouldn't call them trails but there are like faults in the cavern wall that you could try and navigate your way down but it does look like they head kind of straight down to the water I've taken a high dive plenty of times before. This should be fun. Let's all let's all join hands and jump, everybody. Uh, 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 um, oh, finally! Can't... Let's go, Rock. I grab Rock's hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm tempted to go grab a cloaker and just hang glide down there. This sounds like fun. <laughs> if I couldn't be friends. Do we do we want to go down there? Or I mean. I, th I mean, well, we I think we, we were pretty focused on Operation Kill the Gibbering Mouther, but now I feel adrift and confused. Okay. Well, we, uh, I think we're on the same side of the lake as where the uh, orcs are. Maybe we can... Well, we should probably go talk to Gargetha at some point and tell her what we found in the Cloaker Caves. Mm -hmm. And I we mean... need to get at least down to Cobalt. If we get into, past the lake to go to Cobalt Town. And I don't know if I want to go through that maze in the drow area again. Uh, okay. I could so, levitate be, us down, but there's nothing down there to land on. To, Once we're down there, it's not the problem. It's 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 we're up here. But there's like so one thing monsters. I want to be clear about is the map is representational. It's not meant to be 100% accurate. Um, so um, you know there are a handful of cloaker caves drawn on the map here, 
there are actually dozens um and they do stretch um closer to the drow territory to be honest you can see a fair number of them like in the wall back up over here um so it might just be a matter of finding a cave that's closer um there are not as many over near the orc side actually Mm-hmm. For, from this vantage point, I don't know if there's enough light uh, to see the lake, but can we see our uh, giant turtle friend by any chance? No. Yeah. You you. Then first of all, it's very dark. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to make out uh, anything other than kind of the dark, endless deep that is before you. Um, and like you can just barely make out the glimmer of Cobalt Town off in the distance. Um. And you're, you're pretty sure you can see some activity up here in the orc area, but it's really hard to make out what it is. There's some smoke. Huh. So there's no trails to get down. We'd Darn have to it. go back in and work our way out and go back in. Or jump uh, into the water and swim. Swimming's fine, but it, it's a long way down. If you were to uh, venture back down into the caves, I mean, assuming that they all kind of lead to this area, you're pretty sure you could find one that is closer well, to the that. surface of the water or even to the drow area. But when you say closer to the drow, like some way we we don't, we wouldn't have to go back through the caves and we well, could just maybe swim across. So you, it depends on whether or not you're willing to do some swimming because it doesn't look like there's like a beach down there. So you could conceivably jump into the water and make your way over to the shore down here. Okay, so I have a question. So, yes. Well, how fast can I... Well, no, he wouldn't be able to do that. Oh. Now, I was thinking of... It was like, I can get there more than likely with the griffin, but... I just have to get down. But also, yeah. what that? I wouldn't worry about it. It's probably just a random island to represent thing. That's, oh, yeah. that's the creep that's the creepy glowing tower island. Yeah. Super far away. But uh mm. Yeah, I mean, like, understand that the distance from the cloaker caves to the drow area is probably you know, like a mile. Oof. Okay, that's tough to swim. But some of us can turn into animals that have swim speeds. Yes. That animal just needs to get down into the water. How well I'll survive the splash? Well, we'll figure that out. So, what's the plan? Let's let's go back in and get find a find a cave that's closer to the surface of the water. Yep. Climb, dive down in, or levitate, yep, yep. or hippogriff down into the surface of the water, and then uh, use uh, uh, I don't know, uh, fashion a. Can we find some bones and whatnot, uh, cloaker bones and whatnot? We'll fashion a, a crude raft that uh, Alana can pull us behind. Pull, That's pull too creepy. Well, you don't want to show up on, uh, <laughs> at the shores of the Orc Village on a bone raft being pulled by a shark? This is not the Shenson I know. <laughs> uh, fair cop. Yeah, that sounds rad. <laughs> so, um... You begin, uh, you head back in and start uh, trying to look for a route that leads you closer to the surface. Can you give me a survival check? Yes, I can. Ooh, no, I can't. I'm still shaking from heights. 
So a 16, um, you, you begin kind of casting about looking through these tunnels and you, you end up, um, kind of scaring off some cloakers. The cloakers seem oddly afraid of you, at least for the time being. Um, sorry. Like, whenever you encounter any, they tend to back away from you. Um, you're not sure why. I mean, other than the fact that you killed the giant flesh monster in the middle of their that was area. killing them, and therefore um, we are the bigger predator. Um, and uh, after a bit of searching, you do stumble upon a uh, cliff. But instead of getting close to the orcs, you've gotten closer to the drow. You're over here now. We could make. Our, we want to make our way to Cobalt Town, right? I would assume so. Do we go halfway, take a little break on the spooky, mysterious island out in the distance, and then swim the rest of the way? Oh, swimming all the way out there? I mean, that's yeah. that's like a mile, mile and a half. You wanted well, a shark. But if we can get to the beach, we can walk back. Or this this area where we entered the maze. More than likely, if this was a back. place where the drow would seem to go to maintain that area, more than likely, further down we go, they might have a boat or a dock or something that they use to get to and fro. So if we could find something like that, that'd probably be one of the uh, better things to look for once we get further down. Give me a perception check. I perceive with an 18. I have a 25. Um, Shenson notices that Shenson has feet. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, Alana, you notice that down here closer to the water, it does look like there's a very old dock. It doesn't look like there's a boat at it, but it does look like there are old maybe crates or barrels on it. It looks like it's in a terrible state of disrepair. Are we traveling um, over water by barrel? Um, you have to find a way glorious. down to it. It would require spending more time searching through caves. It's either that or we jump. Down we go. I don't, really want, I, I don't matter. Down we go. I, you saw me jump off that mushroom, Alana, and I was fine. How far down is it from here? Um, From where you're at right now, you're probably about 100 feet off the water. Nope. That's yeah. nope. No, you have, you have nope. to think of the aftermath of that. And considering the nope. fact there were monsters in the water, I don't feel like jumping off into the water and figuring that out after. It's not a good idea. I, would I like turn around. Yeah, let's go down. Go to the dock. 17. I turn around and I keep looking. Still too high. So you're still kind of casting about in these caves and... You you have now spent the better part of a day just wandering around these caves since the fight against the, the flesh pit. Mm -hmm. um, than jumping. And you find another cloaker cave, and this one's like about here. You're still about 100 feet above the water, but you are now nearly directly above the old crumbling dock down at the water's edge. That apparently leads to a cave. That sounds like a good place to ride a hippogriff down to. I mean, I mean, one, we can probably rest because we've been spending a good while. Everyone rest up, get all our stuff back, and then uh, we can just keep going down. I mean, we seem to be making progress to it. These caves connect somehow. No need to be wasting a bunch of things when we can possibly just walk there. Sure. 
As we take a break, we wanted to remind you that the Pathfinder role-playing game offers you a wealth of deep character customization options, such as building your perfect character by choosing one of more than 15 ancestries, like Dwarf, Elf, Human, Catfolk, and the plant-like Leshy and more. 130 plus backgrounds represent what your character did before they became an adventurer. Perhaps they studied a monastery as an acolyte, served as a squire to a noble knight, or even have the blood of Baba Yaga's legacy flowing through their veins. Each background grants bonuses that improve your character and add flavor to their backstory. Select from 15 classes as well, including the bomb-throwing alchemist and the mystical oracle, or the vigilant investigator and arcane wizard. Of course, you can choose barbarian, fighter, cleric, bard, and other core classes as well. Every level you advance, you make additional choices that further define your character, allowing you to build the type of hero and tell the type of stories that you have imagined. With hundreds of feats to choose from, your character is likely to be quite different from anyone else. Start your journey into adventure today at paizo.com forward slash pathfinder. That is P-A-I-Z-O dot com forward slash pathfinder. Welcome to the party, adventurer. So, I mean, is that is that the plan or what are you what are you doing? That's what I propose. That's what the dog also proposes. The dog says the dog yes. for me. Sure, it sounds good. I'm not gonna <laughs> go against the dog boat. Let's go. That's <laughs> fair. Alright, so you find a place to rest and um you you camp down and and you're now kind of further away from the cloaker caves. It doesn't look like the cloakers inhabit these caves that are lower to the water very much. Um, you're not entirely sure why that is, but it doesn't appear that there are any nesting in this area. And um, you uh, you find kind of a cave to just set up and and hole up for the night. And in the middle of the night, in the middle of Lauren, do you not take watches again? Uh, I don't do that. I'm a wizard. Oh, all right. So we went to an esteemed college. In the middle of uh, uh, Rourke, in the middle of your watch, there is kind of an odd sensation. At first, you're you're not sure if you were just kind of falling asleep and leaning to one side, but then suddenly you're bolt awake. Um, you know, you were you were on watch, but. Um, it almost feels like the earth shook. Uh, uh, uh oh. All right. Well, I better hurry once we wake up. <clears throat> Did it feel like close by or that faint? No, it was really it was I'm really a... small. Um, there was just a, a bit of a of a tremor. Um, it caused some dust and a few rocks to fall from the ceiling, but nothing more than like pebbles. Hmm. And uh, after you know, not more than. 10 seconds, 15 seconds, it was over. Okay, okay. Oh, that'll keep me up. That'll, that'll at least uh, uh, help me stay up the rest of the watch. <clears throat> all right. Well, the rest of the watch passes uneventfully, and uh, the party is up and about the next day. You're all restored back to full health right. and uh, can continue your explorations. Can I get another survival check? All right. Okay, 31. Ooh, natural 20, 31. Natural 20. So uh, with, uh, with, a, with a calm, level head and a, and a good night's sleep, Alana manages to navigate you down to the old ruined boat dock. You're not sure who created this dock. It, it's clearly not been used in like a decade at least. Much of the dock has fallen into the water. Um, there are a handful of barrels um, that are that have been kind of the tops of them have been broken open and their contents pillaged 
long ago. Um, one of them is just kind of shattered along one side with only like half of it still remaining with the bottom in there. And the other one is mostly intact, um, but that's all there is. That and all the kind of uh, ancient, ancient mushwood from the dock. Rock, um, Rock, I'm gonna. I, I have an idea, and I I volunteer you for this because I feel that your uh, your family heritage what? and your possible upbringing might help us out with this. What do you need? I fi I figure we could turn these barrels into a temporary flotation device. Uh, I understand. I assume this is still mushroom mushwood, correct? Yes. Okay, and um, definitely it's not gonna do well in the water. No matter what, um, mushwood floats. It's it's there it's is not great. There was apparently a special type of mushwood that made good boats, but yeah. that doesn't mean other mushwood might not work. It probably yeah. just doesn't work um, for, for for very long. So, so um, so with your knowledge and in, in my uncle, like I've never been really much of a sea person. My my uncle was mostly you know head of the navy or whatever at that point, but that was long gone. Uh, do you know how to make a rowboat? And I think there might be enough barrels here if we crack them down and use what materials and rope that we have, we can make a reasonable raft of some sort out of all the barrels. Yeah, I mean, if only <laughs> Quoka was here. <laughs> I don't need you to bring PTSD. Right? That's, I don't need you to bring back memories. I, uh, I wasn't a... Never really make the boats or, or, or crafted a craft <laughs> uh, but I can give it a try so if you have the craft skill you can try and put something together I can help you yeah I don't have anything trained so someone's got something trained yeah I'm not I'm not trained in it <laughs> I am trained in crafting well you, you're right. gonna need to be trained to make anything remotely similar to a boat <laughs> 22 to look at the barrels and look at the rope we have and anything else we have and 22 try to, to boat 22 so, to boat. With a 22, you can kind of figure out a way to lash the two bits of barrel together, lash together some of the boards, and make a kind of a crude raft. La far enough to get us to that beach. See? Yeah. That looks like and no jumping. Good. I'm going to eyeball that raft and, and appraise it as a potential sea monster bait. <laughs> Luckily, hopefully, uh, I will be the you know, only sea monster. It, it might be tasty. <laughs> and right. I'm going to kind of turn into the shark and shimmy my way into like a weird rope harness thing. And like, let's go. All right. Is, chomp, chomp. This, this wasn't the uh, the bone raft I was promised, but it's close enough. All right. Well, uh, you cobble together a kind of very crude raft. Uh, Alana turns into a shark, uh, biting into a rope harness, and uh, begins swimming with all of her might, giving you some momentum and making your way towards the nearby beach. The journey is slow. The water here is pretty still. You're not being carried by really much in the way of waves. It's only by that initial inertia and then some paddling with like chunks of mushwood that you're able to make good progress. And after you know, about an hour or so, uh, you manage, and by this time, Alana has had to turn back into a person, I think. Um, I am exhausted. Um, you, you manage to get this raft to shore, but by the time you do, it is coming apart. Like, the, the, the lashing has become soaked, the mushwood, when it got soaked in water, some of it 
started absorbing water and expanding, causing the ropes to snap. Um, however, you do manage to make it to the beach safely. However, you are now very close to the drow territory. I'm going to crawl up on the beach and just kind of flop and lay there in the sand. Oh, kind of soaking wet, kind say. of exhausted. <laughs> Step off the raft, you know, completely dry and pristine, going, thanks, Alana. Adjust shirt and just start walking. <laughs> No, uh, I, I, no one I made it out of that dry. <laughs> no. They, not just, you can't just say you're dry. No, I, I pressed the dissertation, whatever. The, the, I, I help oh, Alana. The up. whole time. <laughs> yeah, this, just boom, boom. I, I help Alana <laughs> up and, you know, and everything else. Like, come on, Alana. Thank you so much for, for pulling pulling the weight there. Literally. Still better than jumping. All right. Well, you can gather yourselves fun. up and uh, begin making the journey. So right. we're just Oaks. walking along these beach. Yep. Back to All right. Town. You begin quickly making your way uh, past the drow territory as quickly as your tired legs will carry you. Not willing to stop or tarry here because you know that the drow uh, certainly control this area. And just as you think you are safe, you are making your way up this beach. Up ahead, you see a lone figure waiting for you on the shore. It is clear, even from this distance, that it is a drow. And she has two green glowing mastiffs on a leash. And as she sees you making your way this way, she lets them loose. And at that, we're going to take a little break, everybody. Um, so we're going to take a very short little five, ten minute break, allow the cast to get themselves something to drink and get themselves freshened up to be ready for the second half of this exciting session. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Welcome back. In the first part of today's episode, the PCs, our band of Bravos, have dealt with a nightmarish flash ooze and are now attempting to escape and make their way back to Cobalt Town. After uh, sailing across a small uh, a section of the Hungry Lake on a makeshift raft, the parties have beat. The party has beached on the uh, dr uh, shores of the uh, Drow area of the cave and are trying to beat a hasty retreat. However, the way is blocked. The Drow have apparently uh, uh, been put on alert from your shenanigans and have sent one of their one of their agents to block your path as you made your way down the beach up ahead you noted a uh, tall slender figure uh standing in the middle of the beach almost as if waiting for you this figure has two uh, chains held in its hand that at the end of these chains are these hounds uh however they are not like any other hound you have ever seen their bodies are emaciated uh, and there are rifts in their flesh from which there is leaking green, unearthly flame. Uh -huh. We are going to go ahead and move you right on over to this map here. Should the uh, should the flaming puppers also emit light? Um, they do emit a bit of light. Um, I can actually let's see about that. Those puppers aren't friend material, are they? No, no, and okay. not. Not look are at they, them. Jason, Jason, are those are those hot dogs? <laughs> Get out! They they do look pretty warm. Yeah. <laughs> are they on fire? Wait, um, you... they they look like they're uh, like coursing with green flame. Okay. Go ahead and do that. 
So um, you see these folks, and and as you draw, as you draw even remotely near, uh, the drow uh, unleashes these hounds, dropping the chains, and they begin to immediately howl and bay and charge forward. And you know what? We're just going to go ahead and bring this up uh, and ask everybody to roll. I got a crit. <laughs> My initiative. We see that. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, no. That works out. If I can oh, slaughter no. them fast. I got a 28, but it didn't show up. You didn't click your token. I didn't click my token. That's yeah, you click your token, then you can manually change the thing yourself. I th yeah, you can manually change it yourself. So go ahead and click your token, roll again, then put in the first number you got. Ooh, I want the second number, though. You nah, can't have the second number. No. You're getting a 28. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and organize these. Lorne, you are going to be seizing the initiative. These two uh, furious hounds have been unleashed. They look like they're about to charge in your direction. As you can see, well, as you can maybe see, um, you are not too far away from the shores of the Hungry Lake. You can hear its waters lapping nearby. Um, but uh, this is a kind of a narrow uh, uh, passage at the shore and kind of pretty close to the edge of the drow territory. Cool. So for my first move, I'm going to just take the, take the Gritsville skull and go I don't need you. Bruticus, I choose you! And I basically summon a zombie brute in front of the two dogs. Uh, you should do a skeleton because, you know, they're made of bones and Dogs like bones and be more distracting. So, uh, too late. Basically, uh, adjacent, more adjacent to the to, to the south one. You have, what, a range of 30 feet on that? Uh, I think so, yeah. But whatever the center of it would be. I don't know how technical you want to be with it, but if it's right there, I'm good with that. Um, I, I, I think it can actually be one closer. Um, yeah, like one down will do it. Like um, all right, so uh, you spend uh, all three actions summoning this uh, brute uh, that appears uh, quite suddenly, and uh, it can then take its actions. It's going to swing at one of the hounds with its fist. But the uh, 26. 26 is, uh, is a resounding hit. Good job, Bruticus. Beat him up. Beat him up. Uh, and is then going to swing uh, again for its second and final action, uh, and that's going to miss entirely. Um, okay, let me make sure I've got this somewhere handy. I'll put it up there. All right. Um, so uh, you summon up a uh, gigantic towering brute uh, that begins beating on these hounds. Alana. I am very tired, and those hounds do not want to be friends. But, oh, do we need a distraction or do I just take them all out? I am going to move 5, 10, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 and get within range and summon a horde of monkeys. What? <laughs> With mad monkey spell. Yay. What does it do, Alana? This is a spell from the Advanced Player's Guide. 
And they're very good at causing chaos and distractions. So either they can steal things or they can cause noise, which cause a fortitude save, or they can do gymnastics on everything and out gymnastics Rourke and Shenson to cause... Challenge accepted. Reflex right. saves. Are you trying to do it on the... Uh... The drow all the way back there, or I'm gonna summon a horde right between the three of them. So, because this has a five foot burst, it's kind of a uh, a plus sign shaped uh, thing, right? You you pick a spot and it hits the the five foot within that area. So they are unfortunately all kind of irritatingly far apart. Uh, at oh, the no. start of this, so you can't actually catch two of them in it. Then I am. Yeah, directly the only way you can do it is doing it like in between directly the drow on top. Ooh, then yes, because I want to take out the drow because she controls the dogs. All right. So we are going to go with a fortitude save. They're just going to be loud and screeching and angry. All right. So uh, they are going to create a raucous din, is what you're saying? Yes. Very good. I shall make a uh, fortitude save. Here we go. A 19. What is your save DC, Alana? I believe my save DC is 21. 21. That is going to be a failure, which means the drow is going to be deafened for one round. Which means it's going to have a flat check to cast any spells and take a penalty on some perception checks. All right. Um, uh, so uh, uh, at this time, there is a, uh, a raucous din of monkeys. Oh, shoot. I should have done gymnastics. They would have lost an answer. Oh, well. Next time. We will go ahead and put a... Uh, um, Bright blue Alana, five foot uh, square. Nope, not square. That's not what I wanted. We'll go ahead and put a uh, uh, area of monkeys. They are right there. Could have done gymnastics. Oh well. All right. Um. Okay. So, uh, that was Alana's turn. Next up, the hounds. These two hounds begin just tearing into this zombie. It is the thing that is right in front of them. Um, uh, yeah, they are both going to attempt to bite it. We're going to start with the one that is hurt. Here is the first attack, and this zombie's AC is only 15. All right, here it comes. First hit is a crit. Um that uh, we can ignore the evil. Uh, so it's going to do, let's see, 11. It's going to do 22 on the first hit, um, just ripping into this zombie, biting and tearing at it with its jaws. Second attack is going to also be a crit for 20 points of damage. And its third attack is a miss. The other uh, hound is going to start tearing into the zombie. It's going to make its first attack with its jaw. Another critical hit. Uh, that is going to be 14, 28 points of damage. 
Um, this one tears into it, ripping it limb from limb. These two things just jump at it, ripping and tearing its flesh. And at the end of a very brief struggle, the two of them have tore it to pieces. Verticus, no! The other one's second action is going to be to move up uh, to be uh, adjacent to Wait. Alana. How much damage did it do to it altogether? Uh, that, uh, that second, uh, hellhound or, uh, 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 ferocious acid hound, uh, that, uh, tore into it did another 28 points of damage. Not merely all together. Oh, like 70. I think it has like 75. Uh, not according to the stat block I was nope, looking nope, at. No, it's 70, it's 70. Right on the dot, yep. you're good. Uh, my bad, my um, bad. Keep going. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so, uh, this, uh, last one goes charging up to Alana... And, uh, yeah, it's just going to move up to there and it's going to attempt to bite you. Oh, no, but we could be friends. It does not appear to want to be friends. Armor class of 17 <laughs> does not hit. That is going to miss. Um, so uh, that is the end of the hounds. Next up, their master goes um, stumbling out of the din. It's going to be the first thing I do. Um, this drow priestess comes out of the uh, the uh, din and moves to that location, weaving uh, hands back and forth. She un is going to attempt to cast a spell. DC 5 flat check. 15 will make it. What is she doing? Oh, you know, uh, nothing. You know, just uh, just a little bit of Oof. that. <laughs> a blast of flame erupts in the middle of the party um, as she unleashes a fireball. Hey, that, that you can't do that. I can do that. You're not allowed to do that. I just did it. <laughs> well, did fine. Did my damage? That's weird. It failed my reflex terribly. In fact, I'm going to have to hero point it or else it's a, uh, oh, it's a critical failure. I got a 19, so I, I still fail, but it's not double damage. All right. It did not roll damage for me, so let me go ahead and roll that. Here it comes. And oof, that's 22. All right. So anyone who got under 26 uh, is going to take 22 points of fire damage. If you got over 26, which looks like just Shenson, uh, you will take half that and only take 11. I take the full bronze beard burning hair on fire. The, uh, the flame blast washes over all of you, leaving you all smoking and scorched. And uh, the drow priestess looks at you with a smirk. Uh, and uh, you can hear her whisper in undercommon pathetic. Rourke, it is your turn. Ah, set me on fire. <laughs> uh, Rourke is going to march up to this doggy. Um, and then he's going to 
dance with the doggy in the pale moonlight. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll do a leading dance. Here's the right. performance check. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, ooh, that's bad. That's not like me at all. I'm going to re-roll that. That is hey. a roll of two for a total of 15. Yeah, You're pretty that sure that's just, not going to do it. That's not going to do Thir it at all. 32 is much better. Much a better. 32 is a critical success. All right. Then we can, that means we can move 10 feet. Uh, Gosh. I don't know. I wasn't expecting to move this far. It's going to move everyone right, right in this direction. Let's bunch everyone up nice and good. Ooh, that'll be useful. Mm-hmm. The um, hound dances with you as you shuffle across the uh, cliffside there, um, and uh, the the hound follows right up alongside you. It gives me panache, and I'm going to attack the hound with my new found special rapier. All right. Uh, that's only a 20, though. Uh, you go slashing out at the hound with your new rapier, and that is a hit. Uh, for nice. 10 points That's of damage? 13, because now I have Panache. And if, if they can take precision damage, that is. Uh, they can. Uh, your, your, your blade slices into the hound. Um, it uh, squeals in pain, and where the wound is made, green fire leaks out. Um, but it does take 13 points of damage, and, and it kind of howls in pain, but it is still up and fighting. I'm done. All right. That is the end of Rourke's turn. Next up, Shenson. All right. My arrow is pointing to where I'm going to attempt to redeem my soundburst for doing nothing in the previous fight. Very good. So that should get all three of them and none of the others, none of the it, friendlier people. It will indeed. All right. Honk. Actually, this sounds more like just like a giant orchestral sting. Actually, it sounds like a whisper. Because it's only nine <laughs> points of damage. Oh! You do roll minimum damage. Let me go ahead and make a uh, a fortitude save for them. I'm going to start out with uh, this first hound here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and have it make its fortitude save. Here it comes. A twelve is Hooray. going to be a failure. So it will take the nine points of damage, and it is deafened for one round. The second hound is going to succeed and will take half damage. Uh, so that will be four. I uh, have an unfortunate question. Yes. Is that is that Drow spellcaster still technically deafened due to the monkeys? Yes. Oh, no. Get affected by this. Um, oh, so uh, it was only deafened for one round. So I'm assuming that actually ended. Okay. No, I, I didn't know how long it lasted. So Sorry, I know same team and all that, but I just wanted to. Oh no, I already I should have done the gymnastics one and removed one of their and actions. So being Whoops. being being deaf also does not make you immune to sonic damage necessarily. Okay, okay. Being in an area of silence will, but I need to double check that. But it, it doesn't matter in this case anyway. Um. So last but not least, the oozing uh, eye priestess is going to go ahead and make a fortitude save. Here it is. Oh, I got a fray. No, oh, that sucks. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll take the damage. All right, third action. Same old uh, prancing around in triumph that it at least did something. And my farm skill is 23. That's probably just a... That's a success, but that's right. it. That's still three rounds. I'm done. All right. 
That is the end of Shenson's turn. Lorne, you are up next. <coughs> Fireball. <laughs> uh. Position in a way that hits all through the enemies and not uh Yeah, you can throw it in the back there. That's not yeah, too big of a problem. Um, terrible you, damage. Terrible you throw damage. A blast of flame that appears behind them. I'm going to roll for the priestess first. Uh, she is going to take half damage and only take eight. These two uh green glowing hounds uh will need to make their saves as well. First one, fail, we'll take 17. Second one, we'll also fail. Wow, those are bad dice rolls. Good. We're in a five, wow. Um, we'll fail as well and take 17 as well. Do I yell back at a guy, pathetic! Second failed third rate wizard! <laughs> Indeed, you unleash a blast of flame that, that affects both the hounds and the priestess. They all look scorched, although the priestess looks barely hurt by that. And, uh, Lorne, you do still have one action left. Um, I'm actually going to position myself over here. All right. Uh, Ilana. I'm gonna go, oh, no, 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 you don't escape that easily and sustain the mad monkeys and call them forward a little bit to, oh, that is a measuring, to be right here. So I catch all three of them. All right, so you're able to move it five feet, um, which means you can indeed uh, move it to get all of them. Can I change it to Tumultuous Gymnastics? I don't think I can, but no, I would like to. Unfortunately, when you cast it, it is set. Darn. That would have been much more helpful. Either way, I am not quite done. Currently, I'm trying to grab the... I can't marry you. Try, try luring it with some bananas. Well, right now, I'm having trouble grabbing it in uh, roll 20, so... That's a problem. The monkeys cannot be tamed. Oh, there it is. We have released them. We can't control them now. There we go. All right. Um, okay. So uh, you go ahead and move the mad monkeys there. That was one of your actions. And uh, what are the rest of your uh, actions? They are very nicely grouped together. And I do believe they're all within the area of a 30-foot cone. So I'm going to hit them all with a crashing wave because I'm very tired and I would like this fight to be done so we can keep going and get to Cobalt Town. <laughs> All right, you go ahead and throw a crashing wave at them. Uh, this is going to deal, I believe, bludgeoning damage because it it's water. Uh, the uh, first uh, hellhound is, or acid hound is going to need to make a, let's see, that's a reflex save. Here we go. Uh, 28, we'll take half damage, uh, which is... Um, Let's see, 12, wait, wait. Oh. which is unfortunately still enough to remove it. Um, hey. So it is going to vanish. Um, and then the other one is uh, going to make its save as well. And does it even matter? Uh, maybe if I crit succeed. No, no, I fail. 
Uh, so both of the hounds are wiped off the map by this. They have been hit by spell effect after spell effect after spell effect. And uh, after tearing apart the zombies, slowing them down, they um, have been uh, blasted out of existence by spell after spell. The priestess uh, will take 12 points of damage from that uh, as the wave washes over her, but uh, she is still up and fighting. I think she still also has to roll her fortitude save to see if she is deafened and flat-footed again. Uh, yes. Uh, she's going to fail that and continue to be affected. Sorry, hellhounds. I know it's not your fault. I'm not oh, those sorry. Those are throny dogs. They're just fine. They got what they deserved. All right, yeah. So uh, in this case, just deafened. All right. Okay. Um, she's like ringing her ears as these monkeys keep swarming around her and these spells have hit her. Uh, however, it is now her turn. Let's see here. Uh, yes. Okay. She is going to attempt to cast another spell. But being deafened. And that is going to succeed. Um, she waves her hand, uh, tracing uh, uh, arcane signals in the air, and she points at you, Alana. You have been raining uh, various spell effects down upon her and her minions, and she unleashes agonizing despair. <laughs> um, well, we already have that. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, so... Uh, you will need to make a will saving throw. Ignore the attack roll. This should not have an attack roll associated with it. So go ahead and make me a will saving throw. All right. Come on. Roll 20. So not only will I be tired, I will be tired and sad. Or not Ooh. at all. Because that was a 33 and a natural 20. Boing. Curse well. you. <laughs> I really just want to go home. You Wait, just, when did I would have gotten away with home? it if it wasn't for you kids in your meddlesome dice room. All right. Ah, you become a dog. That's not that's not hard. All right. Well, uh, uh, she is going to, uh, you know what? She's not going to bother stepping out of the monkeys, but she will raise her, uh, ready her uh, spear. Um, all right. Uh, Rourke, Thunderbird. All right, lady. Surrender or be stabbed. I'm going to stab her anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'll use the confident finisher. Here we go. Net uh -oh. bar bonus up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a 34. Oh. Yes. That is a critical hit. Okay. Yay. So you're going to take, uh, let's see, 25, 50 points of damage plus four. 54 points of damage. This was supposed to be a hard fight, and you guys have just unloaded <laughs> on it. Those, 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 that saving throw was tough. I'll tell you that. I took that damage. Uh, 54 points of damage. You slash out with the rapier. Like, it goes right through her torso. She cries out in agony as you pull the blade out but she is still somehow standing. She has pulled that spear out and is currently leaning against it, rocking back and forth as blood pours out of her wound. You still have one action remaining. 
she is flat-footed because I have uh, the weapon um, specialization in this uh-huh. sort of thing. Oh, good. So she's flat. <laughs> and uh, oh, I am just going to try to finish her with a second attack. All right. Oh, that's only a 12. Yeah, you, you have rolled a two points. You have the hero oh, yeah. point. I'm going to let it. Eh. Now you guys can finish her outline. I don't need the glory. Oh, yeah. Uh, she is rocking right there. The the attack fails, but uh, she is very badly hurt from that critical hit. Shenson. I'm going to walk forward slowly and implacably like I'm in a slasher movie and I'm the villain. Because <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. So I'm going to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And then I'm slowly <laughs> but certainly going to raise, raise up my cosplay weapon and slash her with my machete. Oh, no. So well, unfortunately, she's flat-footed, what, until the start of your next turn, Rourke? Yeah. I believe that's the case, yep. So that's a critical hit. <laughs> so that's an extra 18. Or I guess just doubles the 13. Yeah, thir- 13 times 2 is 26. So, like, in the span of just a handful of seconds, she goes from being cocksure and, uh, and uh, uh, assured of her success to being utterly wiped out you have and just... since <laughs> since it's friday the 13th i'm gonna keep going <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's a lot of 13s um friday the 13th those are crits if i roll a 13 on friday the 13th with those shetty right yeah no it's not uh <laughs> they uh uh, she she attempted to unleash her 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 nightmarish spell repertoire on her, but bare on upon you, but barely got to get a word out before the band of bravos just cut her down. I pat one of the monkeys on the head before I release the spell. They're like, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> and guys. They, and then they vanish. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to, go to play with them. All right, okay. <laughs> can we go to Cobalt Town now? We should take her magic stuff. Chest, I dive into the cliff. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you're able to kind of uh, check her and uh, you you find a handful of uh, of useful and interesting things that we'll we'll catalog here in a bit. Um, uh, Her spear is uh, valuable. Her her robes have some value to them. Uh, She has a spell book on her. Um, So handful of useful things. uh, let me is that, that a chest under a rock that there is uh what looks to be oh, like an yeah. old chest buried underneath uh, some rubble and rock it looks like a boat might have crashed here long ago and been like half buried in the beach go get it Lana. okay you'll it's do fine old- there's like oh. some stone steps over there where did my mouse go oh no there's okay we'll open it for you Treasure, treasure. So it go. is It is actually buried underneath a fair amount of rock and debris. Um, getting it open would require you to kind of excavate the thing. Oh. I, I take it with that athletics check, Rourke. You are beginning <laughs> yes. the process. I'm beginning the process. I'll start to... Ooh, me too. Uh, I'll help. Digging, digging it up. Not greatly, oh. but I will help. Put that rock over there, Rourke. Now lift that one up. Now put that rock you lifted up over there. I'll just start juggling them then, shall I? <gasps> All right. I'm going to see if Thiebri can help me sneaky sneak and pull things apart and take things apart. 
Okay. Well, uh, it takes you a, a little bit of time, but uh, you're able to kind of unbury this this chest uh, that looks like it was part of like a, a, a locker chest on a boat. Um, and uh, you're able to kind of dig it out uh, and you open it up and inside um, is like a number of bolts of what look to be like drow made silk. Um, they're they look like they're in relatively decent shape. They got a little water damage sitting here on the beach, but there's not exactly like tides here. So it's not like the, 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 this area gets washed over by the water really all that often. Um, we saw a giant drow, half drow, half spider. I'm just going to assume that it, that's what the silk is made out from. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> drow, but, um, so, uh, there is, uh, that, and then uh, down in the very bottom is a, a small sealed uh, case. Um, it's about you know six inches by four inches by four inches. Can I open it, or is it locked? Um, no, it just has a simple latch. That sounds too easy. Yeah, check it. <laughs> check it for simple latch traps. Would that just be another Jason, Jason's expression right now makes me think that this is trapped. Yeah. Twenty. It's that'd be thievery to check for traps, right? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. yeah, there's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> this is hey. not my day. <laughs> I thought I thought this day was supposed to be my day. I'm going. You got to work on that poker face on the ground yeah. and like poke it and push it away with my staff a little bit. I gotta I gotta work on it. I'm just too excited. I think you're being countered because we have a Jason on our team too, Jason. Oh, I see. Oh, now I see how this works. So I need to kill Mm -hmm. Rourke. That's what you're telling me. Jason versus Jason. Part 13. Yeah. All right. Is it another thievery to unlock the trap? Do you have, um, are you trained in thievery? I am. I was able to take another uh, skill. And do you have thieves? Do you have thieves tools? I do not. I have thieves' it. tools, though. Can so I borrow them? I'll work? loan them to Alana. Yes. Oh, 18. That's that's the flavor of teamwork. You have two points <laughs> left if you want to use one. Is 18 enough before I use a hero point? Do you think it's enough? I don't think it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <at> 24. <laughs> Look at that. 24 is the exact number you need. Uh, actually, uh, a 24 is enough. An 18 wouldn't have been. Uh, so, yeah, you managed to uh, disarm it. It's a relatively simple needle trap that was uh, embedded in the hinge. Um, and you managed to disarm it before you open up the small chest. Inside this small, uh, not even chest, case, are six. Um, these definitely aren't poison. These are more like uh, alchemical vials um, that um, look identical. So there's there's six of them in here. Um, you don't know what they are, but there are six identical alchemical vials. Lauren Brock, I think one of these might be for you. Because I look like a nerd. You think I have to see what random vials are? If it's absinthe, I get dibs. For reasons. Do you not want it? I can put it back. I'm staying up here still. Uh, Good luck with that. But what is it? Is what I'm asking. Oh no, it's why I held it out to you. I, I don't know. If it's an alchemical vial, you need an arcana check, yeah. right? I don't have that. 
No, it's alchemical. Right. It's, it's not an arcana. Kind no, of the, the alchemical stuff you identify with a craft check, actually. Oh, the craft? Oh, I have craft. Yeah, arcana's like magic and stuff. Nope, I'm done. That's a lucky 13, not... though. That's, that's like a success. We've established that. All right, so that. is it a crit, Jason? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're all Do you need to be trained to try to figure that stuff out? Yes. Yeah. I will step away. Does anybody else have crafting? Not you think we get I to make stuff up. with these nerd hands? <laughs> Just you. I you think. you do not, but you can you can take them with you and try and identify what they are later. I'm going to put them in the fancy new bag we have and come back to that later. You. All right. Um, okay. okay. So you you gather those up and and put them in your bag and uh, you've gathered up the the handful of things from the uh, drow. The drow priestess who was who was trying to stop you from escaping, and there is now nothing in your way. Hooray! Onward! All right. Um, so you kind of leave this area behind and continue, uh, you know, on your journey uh, back toward Cobalt uh, Town. Um, so you know, your uh, oh, I see that you have. All right, who drew Hangry Lake? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. jerks. All right. Uh, Is it the shark? <laughs> the shark's hangry. So that fight occurred right around there. Uh, oh, you need to switch the, this to the, the thing. On the banks of the drow. Our ribbon is still on the... Uh, oh, the sorry. Map. Yep, I'm dumb. Here you go. <laughs> oh! So, uh, it's just us hungry like you're on the wrong map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the that fight occurred right around here, right at the kind of the edge of the Drow territory, or at least close to home for them. Um, so from there, you're able to kind of make your way back uh, toward Cobalt uh, Town. So uh, the journey, um, by the time you kind of get past the maze area, and you're kind of in this area out here, you're still probably a few hours away from Cobalt Town, but you are all getting rather exhausted. Um, you've been, you know, you kind of started the day by climbing down a cave, then crafting a boat, then swimming, paddling to shore, then hustling, fighting a drow. Your day's kind of done. Oh, boy, everybody. I feel day. absolutely exhausted. I'm knackered. We should we Ooh. should sleep. I merely fall over and sleep. Just <laughs> just just in the middle <laughs> of the middle of the snow. Uh, I right, go to bed. <laughs> I give the one who didn't do any of the work today the stink eye. Just a little bit. Just I fireballed someone today. That's Again, we gotta work. carry carry Lauren to a bed. <laughs> right, he did a carry a fireball. He's really tuckered out. <laughs> If an embarrassing sigil shows up on Lauren's forehead, uh, it's not my fault. Grisfell finds it funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, as Lauren uh, passes out, Grisfell kind of pops out of the skull and like grabs his cloak and kind of tucks him into his cloak. And he's like, there, 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 champ. You did great today. <laughs> Even I'm though weirded I'm out by that because Grisfell doesn't have hands. No, he really he... doesn't. He can't, he can't actually do that, but he's trying to. 
Even though I'm very tired, I'm still going to take care of my band of bravos, so I'll take first watch. Um, give me a survival sit. check to find a comfortable place to rest. 23. That's pretty good. Um, you find a small uh, niche off the main path so that you're kind of out of sight and uh, uh, <gasps> relatively well protected and dry. Um, so you're able to kind of get everybody up in there and camp out uh, for the night. Um, you're all just settling down uh, as you're kind of setting up uh, camp, breaking up bedrolls and whatnot, maybe having a bite to eat from your packs. Um, when quite suddenly there is another rumble. Mm -mm. Quite uh, for about 20 seconds or so, 20 to 30 seconds, the ground just shivers and shakes. Um, some rocks and pebbles fall from the ceiling, uh, some dust. Um, and everything's just kind of disturbed for a moment. You're all kind of rocked back and forth by the, the, the ground itself, kind of moving and shaking. I tell the, uh, I tell the cave to shut up. I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if it's a natural earthquake or, um, I mean, you could give me a nature check, but. Maybe some detect magic. I'm just part of me is worried that this is our fault when we buried the thing in the ground. Oh, so, it is. Um, you're you're looking at it, and it's it's kind of impossible to tell. I mean, there's no the only piece of evidence you have is that the earth shook. Okay, so that could just, be a that could be literally anything. dozens dozens of things. So we're just kind of in an all around uncomfortable position. Is this our fault? Is this normal? What did this? Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if 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 you want to carry this guilt, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> okay. How late in the day is it? Do I need to roll anything else for the rest of my watch or no, no, the rest of the watch goes uneventfully. As a matter of fact, all the rest of the watches go uneventfully. Um, you're able to, uh, get everybody healed up, get your spells back and, uh, continue your journey. This next day, uh, sees you making your way, uh, kind of through these caves and eventually you come out, uh, over here near the bug pits. Um, and there off in the distance, you can see Cobalt Town. Hooray. It shouldn't feel like coming home, but we've been here a while. It's still standing up, so that's that's a good sign, too. That is a good sign. Indeed. But how soon until we're going to want to leave it again? I give it, like, a day and a half. Not long. Uh, with all these quakes and, and whatnot, bravos, I, I think it's time we got back to the surface where nothing could ever fall on your head. <laughs> but but the deeper down the caves we are, the, the, the less we fall if there's, like, the ground opens up under us. Well, I mean, you know. Th those what? are all very uh, sound points. <laughs> well, now I'm afraid of a different thing. Thank you. Hey, I helped. So uh, you're making your way past the bug pits. Um, you notice that there are very few kobolds out here today. Um, uh, you see Grolo um, minding his uh, business and tending to his bug flock. I um, wave at Mr. Grolo as we pass. Hi, Grolo. He he sees you and he's like, "Oh, hello, friends." <laughs> he waves to me from the bug pit. Where'd everybody where he's else go? Grolo? Trying to corral about half a dozen beetles into a cage. Oh, he's busy. I'll leave him alone. Yeah, he's working. Bother him at work. Dog is telling me to release the beetles. 
<laughs> um, so, all right. Well, you leave him behind and uh, continue making your way toward the city proper. Uh, the journey doesn't take you very long. You know, it's about an hour's walk from the kind of edge to uh, the town itself. Uh, and, you know, you there are there is a gate on the far side. You don't have to walk all the way over to the front here. Um, there is a, there is a gate leading out towards the the mushroom fields and the bug pit. Um, and uh, you make your way up to that gate. And uh, there are a, a handful of kobolds. And as you make your way up to it, the ground shakes again. It's not uh, our fault. We didn't do it. This one lasts about... 45 seconds or so um, and has a bit more intensity to it. Can I get everybody to make me a reflex save? Ew, 16. got a 28. I got a natural one. Oh, that's poor. <laughs> you were distracted by waving back at Krola. Um, So Shenson and Rourke are both knocked off their feet somehow. <laughs> That's the, the, oh, the two, no. the two graceful dex-based characters are both knocked off their feet. I immediately the start reason. shrieking about the ground. It's going to open up. It's going to get us. Oh, and I throw myself on the ground. Then I don't. The, yeah. No, no, don't throw yourself on the ground. That puts you closer to it. The, uh, the falling. The falling. In in fact, Rourke, you kind of twist your ankle a bit during all of this and are uh, uh, slowed for a little bit. It's not going to matter, ah. but. Um, mm. Uh, you are you are slowed up and and hobbled a bit by the by the being tossed to the ground and uh, kind of wound one of your feet. Um, nobody takes any damage, but you are all embarrassed. Some of the kobolds around the gate are knocked to their to the ground as well, and uh, they kind of get themselves back up and they're looking around. And some of them they keep looking back up over at the walls uh, into the city up to the big uh, 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 spire. I'm just imagining one of those big towers at the top of the spire tipping over and you're just rolling down into the town below like a giant oversized rolling pin, just flattening this out on a giant cobbled pancake. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that could happen. Uh, the, the kobolds uh, look at you as you approach and they're like, mark, 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 mark. Mac. Mac, Mac, Mac. I was like, nothing? Mac, you just Mac, stand there? Mac, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to let them talk Mac. to him this time. I mean, I'm always talking to him. They could try for once. I don't speak Mac. I speak Undercommon. Oh, we'll try. Hey, hey I'll show Hi. you. I'll show you. I'll show it's you something. All right, you say Mac, 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 Mac. I'm not going to say what you say. You're going to embarrass me. I know how you No, I, it's good. It's good. It's going it's to be okay. So mm -hmm. Mac, 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 Mac. Mm. <laughs> I just Mac. walk into the city. I speak it under common. Can we pass through, please? Uh, the kobolds look at you and they say, uh, uh, yes, but be careful. There, there's been a lot of shaking and quakes lately, and a few buildings have collapsed. A lot? Uh -oh. Like, how <gasps> many is a lot and lately? Not a lot, but like two or three. <laughs> okay. I got very concerned there were more. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's just a few. It's, it's some of the older structures. <laughs> Is that um, why you were is... looking up at the tower? At the spire? Well, it is the oldest building in town, but it seems to be holding up. It's solid. It's up higher from the ground, so it's it's less susceptible to the shaking. 
Mac, that's Mac, Mac. They all how... look at you with it like, Mac, Mac, Mac. Yeah. That's yeah. not Mac, how Mac. that. All right. And I walk in. <laughs> that's how this works. That's the further not how you that are works. away from the ground, the safer you are. Yeah. Next time <laughs> you hear the ground shaking, jump up just at the right time and it won't hurt you. That's like that's like you're in an elevator that's falling, but yeah. if you jump right at the bottom, you'll be safe somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because right. momentum isn't a thing. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, you make your way uh, through the gates and into Cobalt Town proper. Um, the people of Cobalt Town, you know, it's your standard motley mix of kobolds and Durgar and deep gnomes and orcs. Um, you know, all kind of, you know, living their lives. It's mostly kobolds. Um, uh, but everyone seems on edge. Um, there are lots of people kind of constantly glancing skyward toward the, the giant, you know, hillock and keep that kind of overlooks the entire town because obviously they're, they're understandably concerned that if that collapses, it could destroy half the city. Um, uh, but everybody, you know, is kind of trying to go about their business. A as you arrive, there's like merchants and whatnot on the street trying to set back up their wares, um, you know, right their carts and pick up all the things that have just been knocked to the floor. Do we want to head straight to Gargetha? Do we want to go find Snelk? Hmm. Should probably go talk to the orcs first. All right. Or at least let them know that we're back so we can have an audience with yeah, them. It usually yeah. takes a day or two. All right. Make our way up towards the York Emissary. Okay. Well, uh, this requires you to kind of make your way uh, up the uh, hillside here, um, kind of snaking uh, back and forth uh, up the um, side of this uh, mountain. And uh, you arrive uh, up at top, which is where all the kind of embassies are of the, the, the various uh, peoples of the Eternal Vault. And uh, nah, not surprisingly, it's not very busy up here right now. There's lots of folk who have decided that they don't want to be up here while the ground is shaking. So um, the only folks that you see other than the people manning the embassies are kobolds, and there are a lot of them around the temple. Um, many of them are wearing kind of like religious garb, um, you saw this on some of the priests when you first visited. Um, there's lots of folks in that, and there are a lot of people all around the temple uh, who are kind of kneeling and praying, and uh, they look like they're offering up, uh, you know, incense and bits of food, and there's kind of a growing shrine on the outside of the church where all of the folk who can't get inside are kind of offering up, um, you know, sacrifices or, or 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 just giving offerings to uh the mother uh in hopes of you don't know appeasing her you're not sure what's going on all right let's carefully pick our way amongst the crowd and make our way over to the orc emissary um as you're doing this there are um there is a group of kobolds making their way down the street and uh they are uh, bearing, uh, they have long poles. And on the end of these poles are these uh, braziers uh, smoking with incense. And they are uh, chanting an undercommon that 
the earthen lord returns and soon the mother must return as well to do battle uh and they are they are chanting uh these are the end times the end of kobold town is near and as they do this they are drawing near you and kind of swinging the incense over you and they start screaming your kind you sky breathers will not be welcome here the mother shall drive you out as she did in the days of old i sneeze you, you, i uh, i want to try out the incense what does it smell like huff 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 um it smells like kind of burnt fish scales and lizard <laughs> oh never mind yuck <laughs> it's not what i thought it was pass large unsightly sneeze directly in the face of the closest one who has the incense under my nose and in my face that's the most horrifying thing anyone has ever said <laughs> these days so um they are they are currently kind of blocking your path and starting to surround you and you notice that other kobolds that are not quite as fanatical as these are gathering around and starting to point at you and say the outsiders will be cast out is it just me or does this need a distraction? Uh, this needs a um, fireball. No, I should not. No, I was going to say fireball. blistering effective. I think that um, I'm going to step up to them and in under common try to undermine their convictions by uh, telling them that it's not us that bring you this peril, the shaking. We are here to save you from the shaking. Point us in the right direction and we will salvage Cobalt Town from its, its glorious passed into an even more glorious future uh give me a diplomacy check <laughs> yay there it is oh that is a hero point being utilized <laughs> the natural one <laughs> there 24 that's so you're 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 shouting at them and uh the the leader of these these kobolds uh screams back you cannot save us. You sky breathers are not welcome here. Our mother shall return soon and she shall drive you out as she did in the days of old when Kobold Town was young. Your kind will not be welcome here again. This will be a paradise for kobolds and those who worship the mother. Um, this is very, by the way, very unlike the kind of preachings you heard from Gargetha. Or not Gargetha, the, uh, sorry, not Gargetha, the high priestess of yep. the kobolds is this is this like the the one kobold who tried to break it and kill the high priestess or am i remembering that wrong we killed yeah, that there one was, there was the usurper we killed him but there's others yeah so is this similar to the the original usurper uh, i have so, a conspiracy theory that snoot and two after their tavern business went down decided to join this religion area thing and they became high priestesses and then dawn and the damned sky breathers because they destroyed their business. So when you first arrived here in town, you had to get in through the arena. And if you recall, you were um, brought in by a, uh, um, a kind of the, the, the keeper of the matches was a kobold named Kaxo. Um, and he brought you to meet Golgama, the high priestess of the kobolds. She was, uh, in the middle of her ceremony, when another kobold attacked, that kobold was named Ashvanir. Um, and Ashvanir was, according to Golgama, part of some radical sect. Um, th this sounds a lot like what he was shouting when he leapt up from the audience to attack her. Okay. That's all I need to know. 
Okay. I agree with Lauren, though. I think it's snarling too. It's snarling too. <laughs> uh, we we put them down once before. We can do a rerun easy enough. Um. Well, you're kind of you're kind of shouting at them, um, yep. but they're still not getting out of your way. So I don't I've, know what you're doing. I'm summoning monkeys. Monkeys. <laughs> okay. Um. So uh, you are casting this spell to summon a swarm of monkeys. I'm assuming you're going for the din again. No, I'm going to go with flag, uh burglary. Oh, then, then again, the din would drown them out. What do you think? Really fast. Din. Team monkey huddle. din. Monkey, monkey din. din. Screaming monkey monkeys. din once again. Is that is that what you're going with? Uh, Sounds like we're drowning them out. Sounds like we're drowning them out. Screaming monkeys it is. All right. Uh, okay. So you uh, summon a bunch of screaming monkeys. I'm just be like, I think my friends disagree with you guys and monkeys. Have they ever seen these before? Oh, they're not like freaking out that they of a creature they've never even knew existed. Monkeys are universal. You, you can probably. What are these really bats with tail? You can convince yeah. them that they're poisonous and they get oh, summoned no. by Cave the mother. <laughs> no, they're spelunky monkeys. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> you do a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> All right. You summon up a swarm of monkeys that begin screaming and shouting at anyone who gets near you. Um, the kobolds uh, understandably kind of panic at this. They don't know what these things are. They don't know where they came from. And the kobolds start screaming, ah, the skybringers, they bring nightmarish demons from the from the sky-breathing world down to our realm. And even though they're backing off and clearing the way, they are still screaming that you have brought curses and terrible retribution uh, to their town. Um, and you uh, can hear them scream. It is they, they who have come down here and upset the balance. It is they who have woken the earthen Lord and brought ruin to our town. Clearly, they are the newcomers and they are to be to blame. Uh, as but the do they get out of our way? Scatter. Fantastic. Uh, they, they, they scatter at the monkeys. The monkeys scare them. <laughs> That was roughly I, shout, I, I shout to them as they leave in common, uh, even though I didn't understand a word of that. And you might not be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm just figuring it out. Sorry. 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 All, you right. Away. All right. Thank you, friends. And I continue towards the orc emissary. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you uh, leave these kobolds behind and uh, continue making your way uh, closer. Who put Shenson Town in there? <laughs> I know I it's a rebranding effort. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop putting Shenson Town in there. <laughs> um, so you leave the uh, the kobolds behind and make your way uh, up to the orc enclave. The orcs at the door there are busy, um, kind of keeping away another group of zealots um, that are chanting at them from outside. Uh, and the kobolds there are kind of doing the same racket to them that they will not be, they will be driven from this cave, this sacred place of koboldness. Are the monkeys um, still with me? What was that? Oh, are the, the monkeys, monkeys are still with you? Are they with me still? Um, well, they're, they're what, concentration for how long? Up to a minute? I think so. Where did my, I closed the book. Yeah, one minute. Mad one minute. monkeys are, yeah, up to a minute. Um. Yeah, you can still kind of have them, but they they won't be lasting very much longer. 
That's um, fine. As long as I can take care of that slight problem at the door. All right. You bring the monkeys up closer to the door. And as they do so, the, the kobolds here kind of panic and flee uh, from the from the from the mad monkeys who are screaming at them, leaving you a clear path to the orcs. Um, one of whom, a rather large, uh, burly fellow, uh, who was holding his kind of large stone axe at them, uh, but had the the blade side facing himself, just using it as a barrier to keep the kobolds away. Uh, as they are driven away, he kind of stops, slings the axe over his shoulder, and just lets out a kind of long sigh of relief. Uh, as he looks at you and he says, you have my gratitude for driving off this rabble. What can we do for you here at the Orc Emissary? They were a little loud and unruly. You wouldn't happen to, Gargatha wouldn't happen to be in, would she? You would be surprised. They have been like this for days. First, it started out with just a few, and now there are hordes of them here shouting at us to leave. As if we did not have enough troubles. It sounds like they have some sort of rabble rouser that we got to track down and confront. Mm, perhaps. The ambassador lies within. I'm assuming you would like an audience. Yes, please. If you wouldn't mind. I shall see if Mistress Clearsight is available to meet with you. Please wait here. Um, the orc guard goes inside of his compound and... Um, you're left kind of standing out here during this time. Uh, the ground gives another shake. This one lasting about a full minute. Um, the thing that, uh, is disturbing is that these seem to be coming faster. Um, the, the dis the time distance between the previous one and this one is like been like about an hour. Um, it's like when thunderstorms get closer. Um, whereas the one before that, I mean, admittedly you were further away, so you're, you're not sure if it was just as recent, but it was several hours earlier. So they seem oh. to be happening more frequently. Jason, do they sound like footsteps maybe? Oh, like really big footsteps. I mean, that, that's a possibility. Um, you're not entirely sure. Um, oh, I'm sure now. Uh, it, they kind of go on for a long period of time. So. I mean, it, it, it doesn't quite track. It'd be one, one hell of a footstep. I bet it's, it's those rock people coming for revenge against you attacking one of them, Rourke. I told you you shouldn't have stabbed them. What? Did I stab one? I've forgotten. I mean, we were trying to push him away. Yeah. Oh, we were trying yeah. to save him. The kobold started it. Yeah. <laughs> So um, after a moment goes by and, and you're just kind of watching this, the, the, the ground shakes a bit. And when it does so, the kobolds that are here, the ones that are kind of fanatically worshiping uh, at this, this temple, um, they all fall in adulation. And they, they, you know, the, their, their prophets start screaming about how the end times are nearly here and that uh, soon the mother will finally return. Her final egg will hatch and uh, a new era of prosperity for the kobolds will be ushered in. The earthen lords will be driven from this place, as with all of the other unclean sky breathers and, and, and squatters in this sacred vault. Well, um, now that's just rude. Yeah. It's kind of messed up when you think about it. The, um, the kobolds that are, are listening to all of this are all like, shouting and praising and, and waving their hands in the air and, and throwing more offerings up towards the, the makeshift altar outside the, the, the cathedral here. And 
Um, uh, as this is happening, the orc finally returns to you and he says, the mistress is available. She will see you now. Yay. Um, and with that, you are escorted uh, from outside the orc uh, embassy into the inner courtyard. And there you're taken once again uh, back to the emissary's uh, dwelling, uh, which kind of is in the center of the place. And uh, you're taken inside and uh, she is there uh, with her. Uh, you can see that she is in the middle and she of uh, the kind of main sitting area that you were in that the first time you visited. And she is currently talking to her children in, in orc. Uh, and it's clear that they are packing. Like throwing things in chests and, and get, you see like the youngest boy come out of one of the rooms with a stall, tall pile of like folded clothing. Oh, so not like, like carrying guns. No, no, no. They're not, they're not packing, packing. <laughs> All right. That, that, that makes me crossbows and all sorts of things. Hello. Uh, we come with good news, but maybe not enough given the, the, undulations of the world around us. Gargetha looks to you with worry and sleep uh, laden eyes uh, as if she has not gotten much rest in the past few days. And she looks at you and she says, ah, my friends, I am glad to see that you have returned safely. I take it that your journey to the drow was a success. It was informative. They had some sort of weird gibbering mouther thing. It was supersized. It was inside a crater in a cavern, and it was eating the cloakers, and, and the drow were feeding it and keeping the cloakers on their side, and we killed it, and hopefully that didn't unplug something that was holding this whole cave together because uh, it wasn't our fault. But we uh, did kill that thing, and now the cloakers are not going to be bothering you, and you can go fishing, and it's all good for now. At least we help. She looks at you with kind of a confused expression on her face. The drow were keeping a creature fed? Is that what happened? That's yep. the best way we can describe it. It was awful. It was horrifying. It was this giant gibbering flesh creature. And they were sacrificing or dumping kobolds into this flesh pit and we think bringing it to the flesh creature with that she kind of gives a snarl and spits into the fire pit vile treacherous drow we always suspected that they had some sort of deal with the cloakers but now I find it is even worse I shall bring this to the council of, of, of elders and I shall bring it up with our kobold allies assuming they will listen to reason did you see the, the the mad frenzy going on out there? Yeah. I might have added to it, but at least it cleared the pathway for at least a little while. They have been growing in fervor over the past several days. I do not know what to make of it. They seem to be convinced that this period of instability is some sort of sign that they're that they're they're deity is about to return but i can make neither neither sense nor sanity from it it is it is a madness that has overtaken some of them uh, there are many others we have been in contact with the high priestess and she urges 
she is urging patience in all of this. Uh, she does not believe in their fervor and that this is merely a, a natural phenomenon. Well, it could be a natural phenomenon. The Earth gets the shakes from it on occasions, though it does seem much more horrifying being from down here versus feeling them up top. Hmm. With that, uh, uh, Clearsight gives kind of a snorting laugh. Yes, down below when the Earth is above you, the shakes, they can seem like the end. I will dispatch a message to my people as soon as I can of your deeds, of your efforts, and I shall implore the council to, to agree to meet with you as soon as they possibly can. To be honest, for me and my people here, we are preparing to pack up should we need to leave this place. This fervor is not dying down, and I would <clears throat> hate to be here should we be asked to leave. If that does come to that point, we can probably go with you. Travel with you, to be honest with you. We don't think any of this is going to settle down either. If this continues on, which we suspect it will. So if we just left with you and meet you at their gates, because this is our objective, and we would like to, uh, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Well, well two bats with one, one rock. Perhaps that birds, could be the case. <clears throat> we might be able to travel to my people together. We are still in the process of packing, and I'm not sure if I am ready to abandon this place. We may not be welcomed back. It is a challenge. And as she says that, there is another earthquake. Um, this one lasts for a good two minutes, and the shaking becomes very violent. I'm gonna um, everybody in here is kind of almost knocked to their feet or you know you can quickly take a seat to avoid that fate um, and dive under a table yeah the 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 shaking becomes very violent there is um by the end of it there is a crack in the wall that is formed um not so much that there is daylight or the the building is compromised but um it is clearly now taken damage i'm gonna do a chance and suggest it and hop <laughs> did that work um you go hopping and it does not help you at all <laughs> I, I, it's not I, working get under a table <laughs> I take a i take a strong short stance and it's it's knowledge nature to see if can i tell anything at all is this natural is this magical so um you are now convinced this is um there is a chance it is natural, but your faith in that being true is um, failing you rather quickly. Um, it Natural earthquakes, there tends to be a couple four shocks and then the big thing hits. This has been very long coming and almost regular, and now it's starting to speed up too linearly. Um, Reset the clock. It is... It is going too quickly and it's coming. Now it's, it, you're like in the back of your head, you're like, it's possible this is just an earthquake that is about to be released and is building very quickly. That is possible. Very, very large. But if it is, you're in very big trouble. Um, I'm now concerned it's not footprints, but like heartbeats. May I, uh, may I make a suggestion or try to try to convince them to leave? Um, so while this happens, uh, 
Gargetha has pulled her children around her and is huddled uh, uh, in one corner of the, the, the room kind of underneath a, a door and is, is huddled in this door frame uh, until the shaking finally stops. I, I, I know you love it down here, but if, if this is getting as bad as it feels like it's getting, it's just going to get worse before it gets better. It, it might, <clears throat> might be safer to go up top, at least for a little bit. Or go back to the Orcish Enclave. So uh, uh, I would also say this, Alana. One thing became apparent to you. Um, your, your role was very good. And the thing you kind of noticed is um, the earthquake hit different people in the room differently. Oh, interesting. Um, like... You were kind of pushed in one direction and thrown in one direction, where Gargetha and her children on the opposite side of the room were kind of thrown in a slightly different direction, and that's really weird. That's that's not normal universal shaking. That's that's definitely something that's causing it. Yeah. All right, this is not good. And it oh, okay. would my detect magic be able to tell if it's necromancy magic or if it's a different kind of magic? Well, you do have um, kind of. Uh, your, I believe your detect magic is now powerful enough to give you some sense. Ooh, please. Because then we'll um, know which if, way to go. If I recall correctly, I'm going to take a peek here because you have it as now a third level. Third level. So you learn the school of magic for the highest level effect within range that the spell detects. Very good. You cat, are you going to cast detect magic? I did. All right. Um, you detect incredibly powerful necromancy. I look well, at the staff. Which, which doesn't up. make sense because earthquakes wouldn't be necromantic. I messed no, up. It's, 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 <laughs> I look at Lon and I look at the staff, but I also try not to look like I know exactly what's going on. I look at you like, and I look they look at you and then look at my feet and I look at Shinson and I look at Rourke and then look back at you and then look back and look back at the skull and I go, ah crap. We uh, need to get topside very quickly. The the skull on the end of the staff is like kind of rocking back and forth. Grisfeld tends not to appear when other people are near, but um it's it's the earthquake his, has ended, but the skull is still kind of rocking. Bones are shaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miss Gargatha, uh, I, I think I know what's caused this, but we need to get topside very, very quickly to see if we can figure it out for sure, trying to be as vague as possible. Uh, she looks at you and she says, well, do what you must. I will inform the elders that you have helped us and actually, they will actually, be ready to treat with you should you return. Stay we safe. We would like to ask a favor, if I can. Could you please provide us a guide? to get up to the surface as quick as possible. You have access to the mines, correct? Something that should be a pathway to get up there as quick as we can. She says, I cannot send a guide with you. My household staff must come with me, but I can give you this. And she takes off her signet ring. The orcs in the mines will respect this. They will re recognize you as my emissary and they will allow you to pass unmolested. Excellent. I'll uh, deal with this. Uh, I she take looks it at and you I... all and says, I expect this to be returned. Absolutely. I, I look hand at it to Lauren and I look at Shenson. Yeah, I hand it to Rourke. Here you all. Hey. <laughs> she says, I'll, I'll hold it. you best go. I don't, I don't know how much longer we are going to remain here. 
Thank you for your time. Good luck. Stay safe. We'll do our best to get this ring back to you. And I look at the group and I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Time to go. Yep. We got to go. Yep, yep. We, we done exit, messed up. We exit the room. Da, da, da. Exit per- left pursued by bear. Let's go. You make, you make your way out of Gargetha Clearsight's home and you find yourself back out in the orc enclave. Rushing from the emissary's home, you make your way up to the front gate of the enclave where the orcs let you pass and you soon find yourself in the kind of broad plaza that is directly in front of this temple and there you can still see dozens of kobolds all around this shrine all around the walls of the temple so the temple complex is this entire kind of structure up here so there is a there's a there's a plaza out in front of it and around that is where all the embassies are located and it is in that plaza that all of these kobolds have gathered and you find yourself there as these kobolds are looking up in adulation and their 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 kind of heretical kobold priests are chanting and screaming and as you uh walk into the plaza another earthquake rips into this place and it immediately begins to throw all of you to the ground but in different directions because the earthquake is emanating from the temple itself and as you pick yourself up getting yourself off the ground and the earth continues to shake and shimmy the top of the temple explodes stone and rock fall from the sky blasted across the city and as it does so the first thing you see is a giant stony claw that you quickly come to realize is not stone at all but bone and as it crawls up out of the wreckage you can see bony wings and with them between them a long bony neck and from it a large head of a skeletal dragon that rises up out of the ruins and roars in fury and that is where i'm ending today's session I want to thank you all for watching the Band of Bravos. Before we get going here today, I want to toss it around the table and let everybody uh, tell you where they, they can find them, uh, you, where they can find themselves. I'm flustered. I'm so flustered <laughs> after that. Um, I just wanna, uh, I'm going to uh, toss it around the table thing. and let everybody uh, uh, tell you where they can, where you can find them on the internet. <laughs> go on, go on. There we go. James. Over James Jacobs, I played Shenson the Bard, and I'm all ready to level up because uh, it's been a while, and that's a dragon. You can find me at paizo.com over on the uh, the message boards and forums there. Oh, I was um I was very, very wrong in what I thought was going on, and this is a much different problem. Uh well, we're SOL. Hey guys, I'm Marissa Marie. I'm Paizo's web content manager. You can find me on the message boards and on, on all the social media at Marissa Marie, M-A-R-Y-S-S-A-M-A-R-I. Hi folks, I'm Jason Keeley, Starfinder developer. You can find me on Twitter at H-E-R-Z-W-E-S-T-E-N and hiding under a table. <laughs> As the rocks fall and everything else, Lauren looks up and like, it's a girl! And I am Peyton Smith. <laughs> I am the social media producer here at Paizo. You can find me everything that says Zoran the Bear. Just Google it up and you'll find all how weird I am. And thank you. And thank you so much, everyone, for playing. And thank you, Jason, for another amazing session today. 
Thank you very much, everybody. I am Jason Bullman. I'm the director of game design at Paizo. You can find me in all the various social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube at backslash Jason Bullman. That's J-A-S-O-N-B-U-L-M-A-H-N. If you want some more Pathfinder fun, we're doing more mall tomorrow. It's the end of the quarterfinal rounds. We'll be doing that at four over on my Twitch channel. Uh, I hope you tune in. Thank you for watching, everybody. We will be back next Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time for another thrilling episode of the Band of Bravos. Thanks for watching, everybody. We will see you next time. Long Bye. farewell. Bye. Goodbye. Bye forever. Bye. Oh.